funny that Jeff says that, or Gendra, because I don't know which one it is, uh, but I was just talk, talk, talking about how I can't wait for winter because this garage is crazy hot. <clears throat> he said he can't wait for hoodie weather, and that just reminded me that I need to check the order status of my um, Asclepius Snakebite Foundation. I ordered a hoodie and a t-shirt, so I need to check and see where, where those might be. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm much more comfortable when I'm cold than when I'm hot. You know, just, you can add layers as much as you want, but you can't, you can only take so many away. Uh, but we are waiting for Bill and Ryan to show up. So this is episode 82 of Snakes and Stogies brought to you by Puget Sound Pythons right here. Right here. Yeah. Uh, check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Um, they have a YouTube channel. I don't think they've posted anything on there lately. Um, but definitely give them a, a subscription and a like. Um, good people. Doing good stuff. So please check them out. Uh, updates. It is Phil's birthday. So Phil will not be here tonight because he's out getting white girl wasted. Uh, so it's going to be me and Bill Bradley and Ryan Cox. As any of you I'm sure are aware, like Bill Bradley is now part of the Herpeticulture network because he is, uh, we brought him on as like the, for the lizard brain radio show that he does. So he's sort of like, a, I guess an affiliate would be the better word. Uh, because his stuff is still on a separate stream and it's not included in ours. So um, check that out too. He's only a handful of episodes deep. He just did one the other night uh, with Ty and Scott Iper, our friends over in Australia. So go check that out. If you're a lizard person in any capacity, it's a good show. And the episode he did with Frank Payne a couple months ago was really good too. Frank's Frank. Payne does some really awesome, awesome work with some really cool species that not a lot of people are doing anything with. So, Johnny, how we doing? Hardin County Herbs, how we doing? Yes. Uh, also, in relation to Jeff and Kendra, Northwest Carver Fest is happening in September at their house. Uh, they asked if the THP crew will be coming, and I don't believe we will be able to make it this round, but next year I definitely want to plan for it and make it happen. Uh, just given like with the Texas trip and uh, Daytona and anniversary stuff in October, there's just a, kind of a lot going on um, more than usual time off wise this year. So we will, n I will not be able to make it. I don't know about, about Phil or any of the other guys, uh, but I would definitely love to get up to that, that, neck of the woods as far as that region of the country just because it looks really really gorgeous and I like it colder so it's perfect update on the Baird's Clutch the four babies have all shed one of them had a bad shed so I had to help him with that and I offered food to him that same day I had one eat the other three no interest in it whatsoever so I'm going to try them again probably tomorrow night uh, 
and hopefully they'll they'll take the corns all but one corn are eaten they're like five meals deep at this point they're doing really well and uh yeah i got some stuff coming from chris paintjab our buddy that's supposed to be here wednesday i guess we could talk about that more on thursday uh little teasers well jake is actually planning to be returning uh so it won't be this week but the following week for thp jake is planning to be back um we're still trying to figure out sort of the transitionary thing like obviously me and phil will still be doing snakes and stogies we're gonna have to see as far as like thp if it'll just be me and jake or if we'll have phil in there as well people are kind of the more people there is the less gets covered so we're still kind of navigating that let us know what you think in the comments if it should be all three of us or if it should just be me and jake um but he's excited he's he's doing well he's Ready to be uh, more of him in the last seen probably the last year. So he's he's doing well. He's excited to be back. I'm excited for him to be back. I miss that guy. He's been coming to work and hanging out with me and smoking cigars and all that good stuff. So looking forward to it. Cox said, hold on, new guy didn't realize Safari won't run StreamYard, so there's technical difficulties. Uh, and then Jeff and Kendra said they'll be uh, at Daytona next month. I'm very excited about Daytona. Billy Jenkins is going to be there again. Ryan Cox is trying to go. I think he still said it's kind of up in the air. Um, Andy Middleton, I believe Tim Morris and James Opdahl are planning to go. That's going to be awesome. Um there's going to be a lot of people. I really, this, this year's Daytona is going to be just an absolute blowout. I think there's going to be a ton of people and I'm, this will be the first time we've vended. So or at least me and Phil, uh, outside of UGR for Phil and Billy's going to have a ton of stuff for sale animal wise. Cause he's got he's he's having a really great season. So he's going to have a good bit of, of stuff. He's hatched out this year for sale. That is very much worth checking out and stopping by. And, Oh, Jeremy Carroll's going sweet. Yeah, man. So we ordered some physical copies of the magazine to sell. Uh, unfortunately, it's well, not unfortunately. So we only ordered a handful. There's not going to be a ton. So if you want copies, I only ordered a handful of the different issues. I didn't order all of them. Uh, so we do have some. We're going to have shirts and we're going to have all that other good stuff. And oh, look. Oh, hold on a second. Not Brent Venomous is here, but I can't tell if that's Cox or if that's Bill because their little screen's white. Let's see what happens. Maybe not. I can hear something. There he is. Hello. That is one Ryan Cox. That is me. What are you wearing on your head? It's a hat. I'm not Brett Venomous. <laughs> Is that a Huffy? That's a nice looking bike, boy. <laughs> Regular candidate? No, says I. It's a ninja star. Oh, my <laughs> God. Watch this, people. <laughs> Dude, I love Apple and all, but, man, they'll ask you a million questions. Like, do you want to allow access to uh, your computer? Do you want to yeah. allow access to your webcam? Do you want to allow access? I'm like, just sign I in. 
That's the issue we had with with Alexander on THP last week is like his phone wouldn't let him connect his camera and mic to StreamYard. So then we ended up going to Skype, which like we somehow got to work. I wasn't a fan of using Skype. StreamYard so much better in terms of just like the the sound quality and and everything. Just the like everything was super pixelated and like the resolution kept going in and out. Uh, so Skype is like an absolute last resort at this point so oh uh, yeah because i noticed uh i it was first off again you all saw in the chat i was like fucking floored because i love anything about squams i think they're fascinating little critters uh but your your quality was definitely uh, not as good as usual i could tell with skype yeah it was it was rough and then what it ends up doing instead of this where i can just pull the audio from it you have to download the entire video mm-hmm. and so then i had to go into quicktime and rip the audio from that and then put the audio in GarageBand. Add all the usual stuff I add. Then export it. Then upload it. It was like an extra couple of steps. So, yeah. I think it just got me off my head. Are you going to be doing Snakes and Stogies hats like Cox has? That would be pretty cool, but I don't think so. Yes. Get if you first off, if you get anything in cryptic camouflage, I'm going to wear it. Okay, I'm going to wear it. No choice. I was trying to get. Uh, if you are wanting hats, Billy's planning on making some hats to bring to Daytona. Um, if, if you want one and you're not going to Daytona, let us know and we can arrange that to happen. Uh, so we'll have tons of shirts, THP shirts, THN shirts, uh, Nef- uh, the knobtails.ig shirts, magazine shirts. We're not going to have PCE ones because just how complicated I made my logo. Billy's like, dude, I'd have to go through by hand with a scalpel and like cut all the fine detail and I'm not putting them through that, so I'm kind of, I'm thinking I'm gonna find a way, see if maybe Adeline or someone can make like a dumbed down version of that logo, so I can do shirts and stuff like that to where it's still obviously the same. It's just not as detailed. So somebody's gotta get uh, an embroidered specialized fauna dad hat. That's all I want. Specialized fauna dunce cap. Yeah, exactly. Specialized dumbass. I never I said that. Uh, I did. I'll tell you every day. Who else? What are you smoking? It? What is that? Is that a foundation? Is that undercount? Uh, undercount Maduro. I picked the it flying pig. Uh, little short stubby thing. It is definitely the short stubby one. Yeah, that's a flying pig. Okay. Uh, it was because the only reason I picked it up is because I saw it, it was sitting next to that crazy ass one I showed you in that chat. That thing was terrible. I loved the flavor because it, it was like you know. It was like a good, like, I don't know, sweet little cigar or whatever. But it just, mm-hmm. like, it looked like a jewel in size, how small and thin it was. Oh, yeah. Man, we, like, we carry those. And it's one of those weird things where when we have them, nobody buys them. As soon as we don't have them, everyone comes in looking for them. Like, it tasted, like, honestly, though, here's the thing. They're I would bizarre. Not, if I was going to smoke a flavored acid, so I would definitely pick a blondie over that all day. Because that thing burned so just stupid it burned so stupid it was like doing like a v it was like a v cutter in the front but it was burning like down it was so stupid i was so mad i'm i smoked it like a quarter of the way on my route and i ended up i was already having a bad day so i flicked There's it Mr. off bill bill pop pop well see the issue is is a box press cigars in general you're much at a much higher likelihood of having burn issues because of that box press mm-hmm. and so when you take that box press and you flatten it like they did with that wave, that acid wave, 
you're bound to have burn issues. Like it just like the physics of it just don't work with combustion and lighting and stuff like that. It just doesn't happen that way. So it's no. like, of course you had burn issues. It's a square flat cigar. <laughs> it, it, this cigar was the profile of a jewel. It was probably about, I don't know, probably five inches. But it was like, it's so, it was like eight millimeters just thick. Yeah, dude, like, they're even thinner than a jewel. I'm like, are you kidding me? But uh, it was fun. I mean, I'll try anything once. Like Brent I, said, I feel bad because I told Bill I'd probably break out a pipe tonight, but I I I bailed on that idea. I'm spoiled oh, with missed. cigars, man. It's just it's too much work. But I am smoking the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust uh, Sobra Mesa Brulee. I've been on a pretty hardcore Steve Saka Dunbarton kick, so really great cigars. They are more expensive than the market average. He makes them that way, but they're also very good cigars, and they're also very worth the money. So, and He's got some new stuff coming out that hopefully we'll be getting in the next couple of weeks because uh, the owner of the shop went to the... There's a trade show in Vegas every year. It used to be called IPCPR. It is now called PCA. This is a premium cigar association. So the retailers all go. You get to see all the new stuff that's about to come out. Get to place orders. You get discounts and stuff on, like, bulk orders like your normal orders there's usually like show specials so it's just for retailers um so he you know the owner went out there and did his thing and i'm really excited to see what what we end up coming in with because there's some new stuff coming down the, the pipe that looks pretty pretty good so very excited that's good hopefully yeah he with cigars there's not like stuff dropping new all the time like everyone seems to drop something new like there's some companies they'll release one new cigar a year. There's some that'll release like five. So everyone kind of does it at the same time too. So you just get this massive flood of UPS boxes of new stuff. And then you have to play the game of figuring out where it's going to go on the shelf. Johnny said he's good for a dad cap. Come on, Justin, find somebody who can embroider me a dad cap. I don't know. Embroidery is a whole nother, whole nother thing. way more advanced than what billy can do oh i got this weird tiktok thing where it was like guys like making custom rugs i've seen that with the gun like the yes, the giant like dude it's like, a, it's like a giant tattoo machine but for yeah. real it's so strange it looks like it would be very painful if you had a mishap with it but they make some crazy stuff don't they mm -hmm. it's like they, they make so they're making shag rugs basically so people have some context, like long fiber shag rugs and various characters and designs and things. You, you need one of uh, the, the Conjo cast logo. That I would be pretty cool. Like a, like a white like 4 by 4 rug with the Conjo cast logo in the middle of it. I don't know, those shag rugs, man, they just they attract so much. They trap so much crap. Oh, yeah. Crumbs and hair and dirt and... Cypress mulch. Bill, you are muted. I see him talking, but I do not hear him. Oh, I thought he was being quiet. I think he has been. Just, I th Yeah, Thomas gave me some of those Curavari uh, Buena Venturas, I think when we were in Augusta a couple months ago at the beginning of the year, and they were pretty good. What's new with your stuff there, Cox? What do you mean? 
your collection. You got anything new? Still oh, nothing, Bill. Uh, I've got a bunch of, or not a bunch, but I got a couple new things. Uh, I got some. Uh, I got a trio of Mexican hognose from uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, I don't even know the last time I was on here, but I'll give the the year oh, well. recap. I, I'll give it the it was, year year recap. It was last winter. Yeah, it was cold outside. Yeah, you're right. I had a hoodie on. Uh, I had the got the Eastern Hog. I got the trio Mexican Hog Nose. Um, maybe I got the corn. I don't know. I may have had the corn snakes then, but I got a. Uh, I got two corn snakes from Joe. I got a a sulfur female, and then here's the problem. I wanted some basic stuff, and then Joe's like, "Here, here's a list of morphs that are attached." I want to say it was a. Amel Red Factor Buff, maybe? I don't know. I just wanted an Amel. Or actually, I didn't want it. I just mentioned he's put in the box. Uh, I heard him. You heard him? I didn't I heard hear him. him. Bill, are you there? He's very quiet, but he's there. I can't hear him. Oh, wait. I can a little bit. Yeah, he's very quiet. Just a tiny bit. You got your levels turned down on anything? You sound like you're very, very, very far away. What about now? <laughs> nope. Still quiet. I thought you were a professional. <laughs> I can't hear what he's saying, but I'm sure it's like, bitch. <laughs> Lizard brain radio over here. Mm. But uh, and then I did actually... I got rid of uh, one of the retics I sent it to Bill, actually. Uh, I gave him the Super Dwarf. Uh, the one that the I one kept that... going back and forth on? Yeah, the one you were like, I don't know yeah. if I had the space. And I was like, oh, man, I wanted to. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to overcommit to something that I just would take up more space than I needed it to. Because I'm and not going to breed them, you know? Like, I love that snake. It was gorgeous. I would kill to have it. But I just, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm at a point where it's wants versus needs. Well, that's what, I mean, that's and where I was. It was yeah. like, because, you know, uh, the plan was to only be in our apartment for a year. And then, you know, the housing market went absolutely bonkers, dude. Like, you all got in your place at a good time. You all dodged mm-hmm. his bullet. Because this stuff, I mean, I'm seeing 900 square foot homes in, in Kentucky, you know, two beds, one bath that are selling for $205,000. Yeah. It's un- it's insane. But we got bonkers. ours for under two hundred, and if we sold it now, we'd make a sizable amount of money off the house. Oh yeah, there's some of the older neighborhoods in my, on my delivery route where I'm watching realtors. They they'll park their Tesla in the road, and then they walk down with flyers and they just start taping them on doors. And you know, within a couple weeks, you'll see about eight for sale signs in the yard mm-hmm. where they make them a hell of an offer. So I mean, I can't blame them, but for people like me in the in between state, I'm like, shit, <laughs> I need a recession or something. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Barrett said, speaking of Billy, I'm wearing the THN shirt that he made right now, and I got to say, good job. These shirts are awesome, and he was super accommodating, easy to work with. Make sure y'all get one. They did come out very well. Like, when I saw that they were, like, the thick vinyl, I was like, ah, I've seen those before. They look kind of cheesy, like, clearly look homemade. These are actually, like, he does a very good job with them. I think the one I have originally that was Phil's logo is just now starting to crack and, like, come apart kind of after over a year of wearing it, they held up really well. So, Oh, also I'm getting a, one of them, uh, BHTs from Billy. 
Um, Billy Hunt Tigers. Oh, I was like, what's a BHT? It's a Billy Hunt Tiger. Yeah. Them, uh, them 50% Russian, 50% uh, Peterson. Mm -hmm. I got a girl from him coming in uh, tomorrow, actually. I've been tempted. Those are some of that stuff, too, man. I just I can't bring myself to do it because I know that, like, yeah, I like them and they look cool. They're just they're going to end up just taking up space and I'm going to have them for probably a year and then be like, I need this tub that you're in. Like, I got to. Yeah, you're not a Baird's. You're not a bear. You're not a chondro. You're not a sub -oc. Or a coin. I mean, dude. sub are unicorns. You will see everything but a sub on Morph Market. Well, I think their their availability is seems to be very seasonal. So, like, I'm, but when you do, it's going to be a male. It ain't going to be a female. Like the fact that Phil managed to stumble across what was supposed to be a pair, and I think it's actually two girls. I'm like, dude, that's not a bad problem to have at all. Like, you'll be able to find a male, no problem. Like, I have a spare male that he could use if that's the case. Like, yeah, and then you know, y'all could just split a clutch here. Right. Uh. That's not a bad bad problem to have at all, given how hard female subox are to come across, and how fast. I mean, when you do see them for sale, they they fly like they're gone. See, because I mean, I, I'll like in between stops that works, and I open Morph Market and go through the other Collierbridge section. Mm -hmm. And dude, it's like I, again, I've you all, y'all, I post, I post in the group, y'all see, I have seen more Russian rat snakes than I have subox th this year so far. Yep. Russian rats are not common. They're rare. They're <laughs> rare, rare snakes. Like I want one. You yeah, you and me both. They've been on my list for a long time. Y'all start talking about them. You called them the the European diamond python. I was like, let me see this shit. And I start watching videos. Yeah, and true. two two hours later, I'm like, well, I kind of need one now. What about Bill, now? Do you live? Hey. Yes. Hey. I exist. He's real. Of course, I'm real. This sounds people? good. I don't like that size in those cigars, man. Like they do that flying pig and all their different lines. And it just, burns like this. It doesn't always burn like that. My problem is, it's just like, I feel like you smoke about half of it and then it starts getting really hot and it's almost unsmokable because of the, how much heat it starts throwing. Who makes the cigar like, called flying pig? It's Drew Estate. It's a size they do in all their lines. It's really, like they have the number nine flying pig, T52 flying pig. And it's just this little short, almost like a, like a nub. It is a nub. Here's a nub and a half. And That's I a, love nubs, but same thing. Like you get halfway through it and then it starts getting hot and you don't even end up you end up smoking only half a cigar. And I'm just and they charge more for the flying pig on most stuff too. So it's like you're paying more for oh less yes. cigar. I think for that waif, this and then a new Beveda pack for my little bag I keep in my truck, it was uh twenty two dollars. So I know it wasn't cheap. Jesus, how much did you pay for the waif? Uh it was like five ninety nine. Way more than again. Oh, really? We sell them for like five fifty. So yeah. I want to say that the, the the store I go to, it's just because it's my route, and I get a little bit of a discount on uh, energy drinks because I go in there in the summertime, and I'll get like three bottles of water and a monster. Mm -hmm. And if I just buy that, she's like two dollars, and I'm like, okay. I hook yeah. up our UPS guys because they drop off so much stuff. I'm like, dude, take a water, a coke, or something. Take a beer. I don't even care. Like, I feel See, bad for them. But you're just a, you all are just a cigar shop, right? You yeah. all don't do any of that novelty bullshit or the tobacco only pipes. We are not a sponsor, uh, a Spencer's. Yeah. So, uh, my smoke shop. That's that's what kills them. They have good cigars in there, but then you know on a Tuesday they'll order 
190 pounds of glassware. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. You better cut me a deal. Yeah, it's funny. I get like we sell some glassware at our other shop, not at our downtown location. And I have people coming in. They're like, you have any one hitters? And I'm like so <laughs> oblivious to that stuff that I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And they look at me like I have three heads. I'm like, I don't. I don't you get the one that looks like a spark plug. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm clueless. That's the stuff Bill confiscates. Yeah. <laughs> like, not anymore. Oh, that's right. They don't anymore. We just went to the Ren Fair yesterday. And mm -hmm. um, all of the stuff that I do with my pipes and tobacco is all Danny Boy pipes. And they have a, a place at the Ren Fair in Wisconsin. So we go up there and um, we're just looking around or whatever. And my wife was like looking at pipes, just checking stuff out. And the guy actually came up and asked and was like, so is this an alternative tobacco thing or are you looking for a pipe? <laughs> and I was like, I'm actually in the pipe club for this company and like have several of them that we're, we're looking for a pipe. And he goes, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Then you should check out this wall Perfect. right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. wish people would make that differentiation when they come into the shop because they come in, they're like, you got any pipes? And I'm automatically like regular tobacco. Like, yeah, right here, right. wooden briar, you know, they're like, oh, different kind. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you old man. Like glass? Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you just say that? Like, I'm, I don't know. It just, it's, you know, people are like, can I smoke weed out of this briar pipe? I'm like, I mean, you can try and I don't think it works, but whatever i mean you want to spend 60 dollars on a on a pipe go for it like it please be, be my guest yeah you should for just say yes every time i mean by the time they realize it too late yeah no refunds yeah because they ask the same thing they're like man which one of these cigars is the best one to cut and and roll a you know roll a joint with and i'm like the 35 dollar padrone hell yeah be perfect for that i couldn't do that to a padrone like that though it's like killing a unicorn. But you get oh, the money. So you live forever. Uh, Thomas asked for an update on the Baird's hatchlings. Uh, so all four have shed now. One ate the other night. The other three refused. So I think I might have just been a little early on the other three. So I'm going to try them again probably tomorrow night. So, But they all look really good. I'm keeping all of them. I feel bad because originally there's like the RPI event coming up. And I put on the spreadsheet that I'd donate a pair to the auction because that was when I was under the impression that I'd have six instead of four. That's not what happened. So I told P I was like, look, I got four of these things. I'm pretty much keeping all of them. So I changed it to a voucher. So how many corn snakes did you end up with? Nine. You should put a pair of those. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like I have, I have someone who won a voucher in another auction and they want a pair, so they're, that voucher's going to go towards that, and then Jake wants a pair. So I want to at least hold on to a trio or two pairs. So I guess whatever, after everything's said and done with that, then I can make a decision as far as that goes, but I'm also completely okay with holding on to those for however long I have to. So, <clears throat> What's Bill new up South in your neck of the woods there, Bill? Uh, I actually have a handful of things that are on the way and a couple Ooh. of new things. Uh, we 
decided that we wanted to do more colubrid size stuff and more handheld type lizards. Uh, we now that Illinois is pretty much open, um, like for education stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so we have been booking a lot, like to the point that we're having to turn stuff down. And of course, the weather immediately turned to 90 degrees and disgusting. Yep. And so I get really worried that stuff is going to overheat. Like if we Mm -hmm. have a festival on Saturday and a festival on Sunday, I don't want to do the same stuff. Um, I'll take like the Sulcata or or something like that. Like that thing doesn't care. You know, built for it. But like, corn snakes or you know beardeds or stuff like that like i don't want to stress them for that kind of time frame especially some of the festivals are like five and six hours so we already are rotating through we're already cooling animals off and and Mm -hmm. moving stuff away from grabby hands um so yeah we we just added another year of mastics because those are the coolest lizards ever and i miss those so much i've been so tempted to get one just to have one because i i enjoyed them so much as a kid that freaking love those things well it so we're, it was at a the reptile shop up here the folks that host narbc and uh the chicago reptile house so we go there and I actually went there because i got a new rack uh, just to house colubrids because i was already adding on and then i was shopping or whatever and he comes up and he's like dude i know you do shows i know who you are you should look at this uh and it's just this monster male maliuro so it's jet black, a little bit of yellow speckles in the mm-hmm. back, but no, he, he's plenty big, but doesn't have the full yellow back. Yeah. So it's a little weird, um, but he's a monster. Like, he's bigger than my hand. Um, Damn it, Keller. Hell yeah. Oh, those are cool. Those are really. And, yeah. Cool. There's dude. They're yeah. freaking dinosaurs, man. Yeah. And uh, we use the Nigerian cause uh, it's, orange looks like lava kids dig mm-hmm. that thing um but yeah this guy's huge jet black he's fat they eat salad so he doesn't give a crap um added an eastern chain king uh added a uh, greaser king uh, long beach locality and then i'm getting a uh from pain shop is going to send me tomorrow um <laughs> <laughs> dude we're all getting stuff from pain shop this week oh, you're for getting real? something i'm it, getting it, some stuff jake's getting stuff cox is getting stuff billy's getting cox stuff is like, not getting literally stuff. everyone is getting stuff from christmas cox week. is waiting on yeah. black kings so there's a mexican pine coming here um <laughs> you got I, one of those. <laughs> I might also be on the black king list uh and then i am getting nerodia clark eye from ari Oh, cool. Oh, I saw those. That was really yeah. tempting. Like, I don't. Yeah. I'm not a Nerodia guy, but those those Clark Eye, the Salt Marsh stuff I've heard. Are, are oh, Salt Marsh. Things. Okay. Well, yeah. and my thing about him is with his setup and the things that he's doing, if he posted and said, I use their mom for display, these would be great for display. Like, I trust it. Like, he's the guy, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, doing the stuff that he's doing. Um, I mean, I. I trust that what he says is going to come true. So I've heard and, they're like, the but he was messaging me. Yeah. And, and like when you message him, he's super cool anyway, but mm-hmm. um, he was like, Oh yeah, the mom looks like a tomato. They're great to display. You should totally check it out. And I was like, yeah, man, done. Cool. I'm in for that. So. Yeah. That's yeah. That's awesome. Um, How's that tiny retake treating you? Yeah. Awesome. That thing showed up and it was hungry. Like you said, 
Um, oh, dude, he, whenever I was putting him in the bag, he like side eyed me and took a swing at my arm because that's the one that he does. Right? He'll he just has like a side swing where he's like a woma python. I'm like, quit! Who taught you that? Yeah. No, he was cool. Like he he pounded as soon as he got here, and then I mean, he's been super chill. I've used him a couple times. Uh, he just wanders around. Kids are always yeah. big into, especially younger kids. Like I love that was always the problem with retics, right? Like my the retic that I use for shows now, she's like a little over 10 feet. So she just looks like a retic. She's decent size, you know, but they don't, when they're young, how they have that velvet feel, mm -hmm. the little guys keep that. Whereas mm -hmm. when you get mainlands, they kind of grow out of it and they get that little thicker forest skin going on. The colors are still awesome, but they just don't feel that velvety way. I think, like the, that, I think this, they just gets the scales just get so big where it's like maybe yeah. if, you, if we were bigger, they'd probably still feel velvety, but right. But yeah, that little guy feels exactly how I try to explain to kids how a baby would feel. So that's perfect. And it's so weird seeing one that size, ain't it? Yeah, it's it so was a weird. little bizarre. And <laughs> I, like, I tried like, to explain it to my wife, and I was like, no, 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 it's not a baby. Like it's it's that's it. Like reasonably aged. It's like a she's like rat snake. What? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's it's totally different. And then you try to explain the islands and stuff, and it's over. Yeah, you can ask Cox, man. I was so tempted to get that thing. That's like, like I wasn't gonna sell him because like I tr I did post that one time, and then everybody was like, "Bro, I ain't gonna give you less than like I can give you more than two hundred bucks." And I'm like, I don't, I'm not even trying to do this, but just get out of here. I couldn't do yeah. it with three bros. They were aggravating the tar out of me. It, yeah, I hate that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, like, I I wanted to get more of those, but. Like the department thing in the housing market, I was like, I'm just gonna focus on what I want right now. I have my Sulawesi male. I want to find a Sulawesi female, but everybody's like, oh, we're only selling pairs, and I'm like, I don't don't need two more. Right. Uh, but oh man, he, they're so cool. Well, that's the thing, man. For doing what I do, like that's perfect. You know, you right. you always have to have a big one to end with. You yeah, know, they, they had the big yellow snake, or I use a big retic. You know, you, you have to have that for little kids, uh, or really for adults, same way. But, um, well, that, and that shit sticks in their head. I mean, yeah. without that big yellow snake, I mean, I wouldn't be here. I mean, there's probably a lot of other people in the chat who wouldn't be here without that big yellow snake yeah. coming to their high school, you know, auditorium. So it's, it's an important part of the hobby for sure. With but then, the like, same guys that got that would like come in, like the bodybuilder dudes that would rip the phone book in half, and yeah. The lady who came around with the dogs who told you, you know, don't get in the van. Get that kid a t-shirt. But dude, like I do, I just did a show for a lady that her daughter was turning five. She's obsessed with animals, so on and so forth. She's super into it, right? And I always do snakes first, and then we do things that smell like snake food, so we don't get accidentally tagged. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's she's five. So like I got the first snake out and she was like, I don't think I can do this. You know, <laughs> changed so it's like, my mind. But so I have to start, you know, most of the show has to be smaller stuff in case like everybody bursts into tears because they're five years old. You know, I, I can't just use <laughs> three boas and two pythons and then be like, oh, yeah, I'm a six two dude that looks like this. So we're going to play with snakes that are bigger than you. Yeah. You and then they. Yeah, they freak out. So, yeah, it, it always pays to start off with things that just fit in a hand, you know. Because for her, like, she had a ball python in her lap, 
and it looked like she was holding a boat like a full size red tail. Yeah, because she's five, you know. Force perspective, for sure. That's like you know, like we all have these memories, like whenever kids like, oh man, this rat snake was humongous, and then you're like, you're like, oh, this thing was probably five foot long, if if yeah. that. For sure. Well, that's like a. I post that picture in that group of that black rat I found at my parents' place. And that's like one of the animals that got me into the hobby was black rats in that barn. And like, think about when I was younger, I'm like, man, you used to find them, especially when they were in blue. If they were in blue, they would sit on this. We had this wood post where it used to be a, where people would tie up their horses and they would sit out there in the sun and blue and you could walk right up, pick them up. When I was a kid, I thought they were huge. Now looking back, mm-hmm. like, oh, they were probably maybe four foot long, but they were still cool. Well, and I love, so like you'll do a show and, and I do, I progress through size just in case people are scared. And, and, you know, I do the same thing with the lizards and all that. And like, I'll get out the ball or like a bull snake and younger kids will freak out like, Oh, that's, that's the biggest snake ever. And I was like, wait a minute. No I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Hold my beer kid. Here comes the tegu. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, you get out the bearded or the blue tongue and they're like, oh, this is great. You can hold it. And I was like, no, this one will sit on you. Huh. You know. Or I'll find pictures of that old Mally Euromastics I had, but I don't know. I don't think I have any because he was really? the same way. He was super black with a little bit of yellow. Uh, yep. Y'all missed the Egyptians. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. So I was like, Euromastics were never on my radar till the last 10 before they closed her all down. And uh, the last day, me, Joe, Melissa, Carly, and everybody's walking around. And Colin from Crosstown was sitting there. He's showing off his uh, new cock eye he got. Yep. And I turned the corner, and Carly just, like, throws a, this big Euro, Euro, uh, Egyptian Euro at me. She's like, yeah, hold I, this. And I'm like, like the this size is a, of a small dog. Dude, mm-hmm. it, I'm like, is this a Yorkie? What the? And it's just, it's chill. Just post it up. I was like, mm. And I see they're importing them again in the country. I was on market while I was eating dinner, mango, and I was like, "Huh, Egyptian euros." Paid attention, but that's cool. I'm like, Egyptian euros are coming back into the country, hey. but I can't, I can't have no, no lizards like that right now. You would have to do that thing right with a big old six foot, eight foot cage as big as they are, and a ton of stuff for them to dig in. I just posted that picture, man. I'm building another eight by three by six for a green iguana. You can do it. Not in a uh, in a one thousand square foot townhouse. Yeah, got to get you a building, a bunch of ridiculous stuff. Put it in yes. there. Yes, that's the way to do it. Build yourself a basement. Oh my God, Kara! She sent me this link to this house for sale where her family lives in Western Kentucky, and uh, it was like an old gaudy seventies house. But yes. in the middle of it, there's like an atrium where it was supposed to be. Like, it's got the big fireplace on the wall, oh, and for it's real. Wow. It's like a hexagon, and I'm like. I told her, like, if we bought this house, the only way I'd do this is if we get the Sulawesi in the side in the big-ass cage and we do it full 70 style. It's like a fake palm tree. <laughs> There's yes. a flamingo beside it. Scarface style where he comes out after the wedding with the tiger <laughs> on its own island. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Hey, but guess what? Houses are cheap whenever you live in a town with a population of, like, 6,000 people. It does help. Not exactly a hot market. No. There's no opening a Serpentarium there. No, but that's funny you're getting stuff from Chris. Because he's sending me a pair of thorn scrub rats um, that he's 
held been holding on to for the last like two or three months. Uh, and then that uh, Baird's he found in Texas, he ended up actually holding on to that, and he's sending that to me too. So that's awesome. Pretty cool. He says yeah, it's my, super chill. My problem is that Illinois doesn't recognize subspecies, so and emery are an endangered species here. Mm. So I can't mix oh. and match like that. I mean, I can. I I'm just gonna edit my permit. It's a huge pain. I gotta do a bunch of rearranging and stuff because, <clears throat> um, I don't know where I'm gonna put them. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to wonder. I was talking to Jake about this last night because, uh, before y'all hopped on, I was talking about how he is planning to come back. Not next, not this week, but next week. So, killer. Um. But I was talking about the the brettles and how if I didn't have that giant cage my mail is in, how I could fit two or three 32-quart racks there and have more than enough space for everything. But that would require me to get rid of the brettles, and I think everyone is already well aware that every week I go back and forth about getting rid of my brettles, even though I really don't want to. It's Hold on, be right back. Thing. So I don't know what to do. They have too much sentimental value for me to really want to part with them. But at the same time, I kind of feel like I might just have to bite the bullet for the sake of, you know, the other projects and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, that sucks. I, yeah. You have a finite amount of space and it. Yeah. My room's know. small too. I mean, that's the, that's the bigger issue is I just don't have a, a ton of space, you know? Right. So. And since Dude, the it has, let me trust me, the garage. It has nothing to do with the amount of space because Teresa let me get a building with a full basement, and I still, I was doing it yesterday. Like I got to move the anaconda over here <laughs> to move this turtle, and it, you fill it, and then you start playing Jenga. Yeah, I mean the the Dion's like those don't need heat, so I could probably put those in standalone tubs just on top of a cage somewhere and they'd be fine. Um, but I've also got a pair of Mexican Bairds that I bought at Daytona last year that have now outgrown those six quart tubs and need to go into something bigger. So, Right. Um, I think those Dion's are super cool. Man, they're they're really neat. They, uh, it's funny, they rattle a lot just like the, the Bairds do. And, uh-huh. Like, they're fine once you're holding them, but like when they strike, it's just like how like Vipera strike just short little like that first half or first third of the body is just like meep. It's like straight out and it just cocks right back. I'm hoping yep. so I got a I got a the female laid just before Texas because uh, Lofman was like I paired him. You know, he held on to the third female because she was gravid for sure. And then I got the the pair and right. I was I took her out of the bag and I was like, dude, she's got to be gravid too because she was looking real thick. And she ended up laying a clutch of slugs before Texas. So I have them back together. Those are okay. really strange because they've got um, like their gestation period is really long. And then they lay and the eggs hatch within like a month. Okay. It's really bizarre. I mean, it makes complete sense when you think about them being sort of like more temperate uh, montane almost. You know, that's a good strategy because it allows you to probably carry on the species a little easier when you're incubating them yourself inside of yourself and then dropping them just before they hatch. So. Right. Pretty cool. Those things have a massive range too. 
I don't think people realize. Like it literally goes from China, like that whole Eurasia from like one side to the other, like in that top band. Well, when you look at folks like the Zirkles and stuff that have been working with them, like they, when they post, they're like, oh, this is this locality. And I mean, there's, Mm -hmm. there's bunches and bunches of them. Well, this pair that I have, they're supposed to be Siberian. Um, Dr. Messenger, I sent him pictures and he was like, I don't know. Those look pretty, pretty standard, like Chinese to me, but I haven't seen enough of them as far as like not reds and stripes and like normal right, wild types to, to be able to say one way or the other. But they're cool, interesting little snakes. Um, yeah, that's the so, problem yeah. when you get into groups like that is it's there it's so diverse you almost kind of have to be a like you have to be a Dion's guy you know to yeah know to really know what you're looking at all yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean I would I have no doubt that that is probably one of the largest ranges of any reptile in the world is just the the Dion's yeah see Yep. Jason Keller said some of the egg laying pit vipers are like that. Just ate the eggs and then lay them and they hatch within a I, week or two. I just saw a post. Uh, Mueller I. Somebody who who posted that. Mm-hmm. That uh, they laid the eggs. It was like a week later that uh, they hatch. They're they're just like that. Oh, man. There's a sandboa species that does it. Yes, I think. that's what it is. That's what I'm talking oh, okay. about. Yeah. Somebody. Oh, no. Might have been James. I'm going to mess that up. But anyway, yeah, they uh, they showed the eggs and they look super sketchy when they come out. Yeah, they look rough. Because they, they've been there for so long and then, you know, they only spent a week on the ground and popped. It was, it was pretty cool to see. I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of the range because it's pretty massive. It started raining. Where are you? Damn it. Maybe not. Well, those bimaculata I got died. So that, oh, man. that whole project is shot. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, Viparabaris are definitely up there. Uh, But I mean, look at that. Like that whole band, like I said, from like one side to the other, man. I think you'd be hard pressed to find. Oh, there we go. I was like, oh, is it not showing it? It is now. It was just a lag. Holy Jesus. That giant red band. Woo. Yeah, it's just like North American rats. They're all the same. Yeah, all the same. This new species was found by one of Dr. Messenger's friends. Oh, those things are so cool. Of Elafe. That is a damn good mimic of Protobothrops, Jordani, Xanthomelis. Wow. And this one's really interesting too because the dentition's very bizarre for an alafe. Like it's got teeth that are almost like not serrated, but like bladed. You can see the that's what it's mimicking right here on the bottom. 
Those things are so crazy looking. Those black eyes are a copy. Whenever I saw that picture, I was like, man, those are really... Mm. We See, need those yeah, and then I, I saw this picture of this bimaculata right up here. I can't zoom in on it, but I was pretty bummed because I was like, man, I could have been me. These things are so pretty. Yeah, these are interesting. I, I think it's just awesome that it's 2021 and we're still finding species. You know? Right. You thought everything was discovered, and then they found one more. All right, just when you think we've we've figured it, like found it all, we still got time for technical. Yeah, looking at those things, those it's that yellow and black. It's kind of like that Russian rat snake kind of deal. That yellow and black, you're like, woo, mm -hmm. that's a good looking. Maybe well, that's why people in the jungle so much. You and Billy started this, assholes. <laughs> it's funny. He's like, dude, you know, you, you've you've turned into a Kalubra guy, and it didn't even dawn on me. And I was like, oh my god, you're right. We all what did. What happened? What happened? He's Condro, getting the Casey now. Condro, Condro dies, and it's like, yep, I'm a Kalubra guy now. <laughs> I've, I've reserved myself to defeat. Yep, I quit. Fuck this. See, but you kept the same track, though. It's not like you went from the difficult chondro to easy colubrids. You just stayed with difficult stuff. Chondros will happen again. Oh, look, there's Chris himself. He said colubrids are the effing best. Hi, Chris. Which is he fine and all. He is an he tells enabler. Us, he tells us that he can't come on Snakes and Stogies on Sunday nights. But yet here he is, hanging out in the chat, stirring the pot. Yeah, but it's a lot easier to sneak a couple of comments in the chat if you're trying to maybe duck on work a little bit as opposed to having a camera in your face. Like, no, I'm totally Steady not. Sexting corn. So that's no All right, excuse. well, then you're just being a slacker. Hey, there was a many nights whenever I was keeping UPS running and having uh, snakes and stogies in my ear. Just yeah, but it's different. Yeah, I'm not allowed to wear earbuds. Yeah, see, whenever you're doing repair, you just put a little earbud in and then you just keep turning wrenches. Shoot off a comment to Justin or Phil. Get Phil fired up on false water cobras. That, that, might, look, that might look a little weird in downtown Chicago in full uniform if I had my earbuds in. <laughs> no, you would actually you would probably blend in. Just just one, just one little AirPod in. You would look like everybody else, minus a few factors. Yeah, you know, tomato, tomato, body armor. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in Chicago, I'm sure lots of people wear it. Not true. It's like a, a prerequisite to citizenship, isn't it? You get a free one with your taxes. Oh, see, Alaska gives you a, a, just a return. Chicago, like, here's your level three plates. Yeah. <laughs> it's like moving to Buffalo. Everybody gets a free snow shovel. This guy kind of thing. Boo. Snow. Boo. <laughs> so given that what Bill does, you know, with education and stuff like that and his involvement with, with you know, the Herp Society and stuff up there and all that good stuff. Something that I've been thinking about lately is like, how does one choose all the, all the different causes to support? So like we have us arc, which is obviously very important, especially if you're in the Carolinas right now. Um, no comment. I have a lot of comments, but I won't explain them here. Um, us arc, uh, like HCI, ASF, 
um, Highlands and Islands. Like, there's a ton of groups and nonprofits that are always in need of money, and it's like I always feel bad because I would, if I could give something to all of them, I totally would. But like Bill was saying, and when we were talking about it earlier today, he's like, it would be another payment, like car payment at the amount oh, of yeah, man. to keep up with. So it's the $5 Patreons. There's probably oh, a hundred, there's easily a hundred I could do right now. And then, uh, you know, the, the cool part is that for Patreons or like us arc, the bronze membership is five bucks. And then mm-hmm. the idea is to, Oh, anybody could do that. And that's, that's great. And it's for the most part true. And then it, it's like, well, except there's, then whatever you're into are you into dark frogs are you into lizards mm-hmm. are you into amph- you know you know on there's and on i mean there's on, a ton you know. of amphibian groups down in like central and south america that are working on conservation stuff too and it's like man for sure i wish there's like- there's one in the u.s that uh sells cool shirts that say raise a little hell oh <laughs> that's cool i love that Yeah, it's tough. And I know it seems to me like a couple months ago, you know, there's that giant push for, you know, it sort of comes in waves almost where like something happens and everyone's like US arc and then it kind of settles a little bit and then another wave comes and it's like US arc and it dies a little bit more. Um, and the, here's the thing, it only, it only really booms for select causes too. When there's like an active fire happening, yeah. Well, even sure. then, like for the even active fires, only if it's a convenient fire to put out. People, people, I'm not saying about USR. USR always fights, but I'm saying some people will like only like should like support USR whenever it affects them. So like if say for example Indiana is like, hey, no more native snakes. Everyone in Indiana is gonna be like, support USR. Let's fight this bill. But maybe the ball python guys will be like, doesn't affect me. Or I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to pick up ball python guys, but like you know like, you get what I'm saying. No, they can take it. Mm-hmm. He'll be. Well, but it's nobody likes to buy insurance. Yeah, that's all that is. U- U.S. Arc is our insurance, and everybody hates paying for insurance until you get into a car accident. Yeah, that's then, then it all makes sense. Yeah, but then then if you're hanging out with your buddies, you know, and each of you have been in a car accident in the last ten years, then then you're complaining and comparing, right? Like, oh my my company gave me a rental car, my company charged for my windshield, my company whatever. And it's then it's a comparison thing to find out how good or bad your experience was in relation. But none of you wanted to pay it. And you all probably were complaining about how much your insurance was at one time or another until the bad thing happened. When that U- U.S. Arc is pretty well always going to be that way. The, the conservation ones are a little more. Yeah, that's hard. in your face, I guess. It, or could be because of, you know, the. Like it's more obvious, mm-hmm. I, I guess. Like you know, chytrid fungus, amphibian decline, uh, habitat destruction, so on. Like everybody knows that. You've known that since you were in middle school, and they were talking to you about saving the rainforest and saving the whales. It, that's not new to you. It just if your life grew up and matured to not be involved in science nerdery, then it's not in your frame of reference. And if it is, then it is. And so mm-hmm. it's easier to uh, buy t-shirts about hellbenders or, or whatever, because I, that's relevant to me and it's in my social circles routinely. Whereas, I mean, us arc is because I choose to be involved in them. 
but you could easily be a pet owner and not have a clue who they are. You yeah, could yeah. be a guy. You could be a guy that works at the post office and know that hellbenders are a thing or that tigers are endangered or whatever, because it's in social conscious. I think it's just it's a to be someone who's going to stand up and start a you know some sort of project for any sort of conservation thing. Now it's just it's got to be so hard to to get financial backing for that kind of stuff. Just given the amount of like GoFundMe's between GoFundMe, Patreon, um, any of the other organizations that are you know doing a similar similar thing just with a different you know area of the world or different different species. You know, it's like, I don't know how they, how they do it all. Like I'm a member of HCI and that's seven bucks a month. That's no big deal. You know, US Arc, that's five bucks a month. I made the joke a couple months ago. We were talking about it. Like a crackhead can afford $5 a month. It's, I just, it's. Crowdfunding is an amazing idea. And it really took off as the age of the internet took off. Mm -hmm. And then certain groups really quickly started to realize how small their crowd actually is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and like when you hear Phil and Ryan and all those guys talk about, you know, the number of reptile keepers in the United States, when it relates to like pet keepers and folks that just bought one gecko or for their kid or whatever, it's millions of people. And if they all gave five bucks a month, we'd, we'd be killing it, which is true. Except Even if only like half of them gave five dollars every other month. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you're crowdfunding, you're crowdfunding from your crowd. Well, I can tell you right now, our, the three of us crowd is about as big as this comment section. And then your percentages are going to meter off as you go into their social media circles. And in our social media circle, it'll get less and less and less until you get to people that heard of a guy named Chris and a guy named Justin or whoever. And they're like, oh, yeah, the three of you were talking about getting snakes from Chris. And I knew that guy and I'm friends with him on Facebook. So you three are cool. And then fade. And it's your your crowd is a lot smaller than you think it is when you start to do crowd funding and they have to put money forward. And it's also a lot of people are uh, getting almost apathetic because you're getting hit with so much crowdfunding all the time. I mean, true. Let's be honest. Let's be honest here. You mean last year we were seeing stuff left and right, you know. It's like support this cause, support that cause, support, you know, members and your people in the healthcare system, support, you know, people working in forestry for fires. And then we're like, at some point, like, oh, my God, who did I give five dollars to? So, yeah, because I mean, I always feel bad because it's like I want to like I said, I want to support these other causes and stuff like that. But it's like at some point I have to say, like, I have bills and things that I also have to handle, you know. So I don't know, like I, my idea, I kind of had an idea to, to bring up to some, some of the guys was like, why don't we have one giant sort of funnel where you could pay one, one fee a month and that gets divvied up between the groups evenly or as close to evenly as possible. And then you're, I mean, yeah, then some groups that are making a ton are going to make less. And then some that are making less are going to make a lot more, but that would make life easier if it was like, hey, you know, instead of you're already paying $40 a month in various causes for that same price, you can be helping this handful or even have an option where you can pick these groups. True. And, uh, I don't know. I probably the only reason somebody hasn't done that is probably just for some legal reason, you know, when you're working with 501c3s and stuff like that. 
they're probably some kind of big legal thing, whatever. But I, the idea is awesome for like just a, like a pool. You know, you could have like the I, the, the herpetological I pool. I wouldn't think just from what experience I've had with the not-for-profit stuff, I don't think there would be any loopholes in that way. I I don't know. It's kind of a more pessimistic view, but yeah. I I think that the reason that something that like that hasn't happened is you probably wouldn't get as many people to participate as you think. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, no, totally. it, I give my 20 bucks a month to the four things I care about because that's what I care about. And the frog thing is really sad, but I don't keep frogs. So that it's sad enough to not be in my wallet. <laughs> you know, I, it, I think you, well, and it also of course depends on the person's financial situation, right? Like that's, that's always been a thing in, in like social commentary, I guess is, you know, the, yes, you will have specific groups feeling more entitled. That's very true. But no, you 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 always have folks like it's like philanthropy, right? Very wealthy mm -hmm. people tend to be philanthropic monetarily, like they they use money. Yeah, you know, and people that typically aren't very wealthy are usually philanthropic or charitable through effort for for mm -hmm. work. They volunteer for stuff or they do things because they can't afford to, right. to donate or what have you. And it's, I don't know, like I think you're going to find that weird line wherever that may be, where it's like, well, look, I can't afford to do all of these to, to donate to all of these. Mm -hmm. And then also I feel like I can't do anything. You know what I mean? So it, it, like it, it, I don't think it's, it's not marketed well, I guess in that, like, but Phil Goss does try to do that quite a bit where he's like, look, if you can't give or, you know, money is an issue or, or what have you, whatever your thing is, that's fine. And that's personal stuff. Share stuff on Facebook, forward emails, you know, send an email to your buddy when you get an, a, the action alert for the Carolinas, mm -hmm. share that to people. And it, I think if it were maybe explained or marketed in, in a way that is like, we understand th those folks maybe don't understand where the philanthropy part yeah. starts to meter off away from money and into folks that would look, I can't afford to buy groceries for a bunch of people, but I can go to a soup kitchen or I can, mm -hmm. you, you know, things like that. You're, you're going to have to find which, what the, where you are on that your, meter. Yeah. Yeah. But like if you're a group organizer or you're a mm -hmm. US arc organizer or an HCI organizer, you need to figure out the metrics of your audience and what it is that they're able to do. And it, cause if, if you were just advertising and marketing and Hey, if you could give us five bucks a month, Hey, if you, and then people can't, or they already have. And they're like, look, man, I'm tapped out at like eight things a month is 40 right. bucks. That's what I can swing. I could do stuff. And then you, you just need to give them, Hey, okay, we'll do this. You know, if, if you could give of your time or your effort, you can give in a different way. It just, it seems like it's very financially driven from what they're asking for, which makes sense because that is what they genuinely need. Mm -hmm. But you also will kind of lose people that feel like they can't participate if they don't have the money. Yeah. You know? It's one of those things too, where I think if it's sort of explained as far as like, here's what we end up having to shell out for legal stuff, just on like a US, like US arc as an example. 
Like, here's why that $5 helps so much is because we have to pay X every time one of these things pops up. And then we have X amount of time that we spend trying to combat these things. It's just like when Brent ex explained, you know, how much 60 bucks towards ASF, like how much of a difference that can yes. make over in like Ghana. Like yeah. that was eye opening because I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, I buy a shirt, but it's like how much money is really going to help over there? And like him explaining like, look, 60 bucks is a big deal like that. I Like if I had that sort of awareness about some other stuff like like that, it, it makes you realize that it does make a difference. And I think that might be part of the problem with for some people, too, is you know, oh, what's $5 going to do? Oh, what's, you know, $10 going to do? What's this going to do? It's it's kind of like the whole voting thing. The people that are like, I'm not going to vote because my vote doesn't matter. It's like, okay, you times that by however many millions of people that say that exact same thing, and there's right. where your difference is. Well, that's yeah. also, that is a human, uh, it's in a emotional and intelligence problem that you people work with. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I, I work in EMS, and mm -hmm. when we teach people about CPR, we teach them, if, if you are giving CPR, you have to point at someone and say, go get the AED, go call 911. You have to tell them because it's just a human response that if we're all standing in a circle. Diffusion of responsibility. Yeah. Well, but everyone watching. So you're watching me give CPR. Mm -hmm. No one will call 911 because they automatically think somebody is something right. bad happened. Someone someone should do this. Of course, someone would do this. And then no one does it until yeah. they're directed. It's not it, and it's not malicious. It's no, it's, it's like they did a study on it where oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, and now if someone was getting murdered out, teach. yeah. If someone was getting, if you heard somebody getting murdered outside of an apartment building, no one calls nine one one, and that person dies because everyone thought someone else was going to call nine one one. Yeah, because it was so obvious, right? Like oh, that was terrible. Uh, Surely someone, someone had already to have, called. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, but you can extrapolate that to all sorts of things where the group stands around and they're like, oh, the Carolinas are terrible. Like, I'm mm -hmm. sure Phil Goss and U.S. Ark are fixing it. And it's like, well, yeah, they're going to do the work that they can, but they also can't really come to your house and point at you and say, share the Facebook thing. And because then it, it makes you sound like a jerk. Like, it's not, there's not a good way to come across with that if you're not in person, mm -hmm. you, yeah. you know? Well, I think, I mean, sadly, like this whole North Carolina thing, it, it should come as absolutely no surprise that legislators are jumping on it. And sure, it's scary with South, with South Carolina, too. It's such an easy target for some of these senators and stuff, because absolutely. it's a very easy way for them to say, oh, I see a problem. And it's very easy to get legislation passed because who's going to say no to you saying I'm protecting everybody from dangerous wildlife? Like oh, it's absolutely. such such an easy win for them. It's such it's an easy a, target. Mm -hmm. Requires next to no effort on their part, and they look like the hero in the end, anyways. It's a it's a feather they can go. Yep, I did this. I fixed mm -hmm. the problem, and that's what because uh, I was fortunate enough that my local state rep came from uh, my hometown, and I just saw him one time when he was out, you know, shaking babies, kissing hands, and uh, is it your cousin? No, it wasn't my cousin. Third cousin, maybe. <laughs> you only said that because of his accent. No, but uh, so, and that's like one thing I mentioned. It's like it's like oh, you know, and I didn't say that reptiles or guns or anything. It's like just you know, don't go for the easy battles. And that's a lot of them guys. They want to go for easy battles. They lowest want to, hanging like, fruit, man. Exactly. And here's the thing. 
I can't really fault somebody when they're like, if you're like, oh my God, somebody lost a cobra or whatever. And then they're like, well, here's the thing. I fixed it. All the cobras, you know, it's not legal to do it. I did that. I fixed that problem because it makes them feel better. It makes, it makes them look sleep. like they're actually doing something. Yeah, it makes, but also it makes people, and for a lot of people, because I mean, a lot of people are absolutely just mortified by snakes, let alone a venomous snake that somebody lost. And if you, if you fix that problem, quote unquote, some people are going to sleep so much easier just from that. Cause it's you know, also, that, and they're going to remember it, but mm-hmm. it's also a multifaceted problem where you could talk about that from legislation of any point to yeah. the, and I work in law enforcement, so it, it affects people like me, but the vast majority of people in this country are unaware of the structures of the law and government around them. And you mean then, in terms of like how it actually all like the processes yeah, and how it all or, works? Or even yeah. even the importance of it. Mm-hmm. When when a when a lawmaker says, oh, I, I want to ban this thing or do this law or anything. I, I want to write a law about puppies. It doesn't matter. The most of the people that are voting for that person or not voting for that person or, or what have you, and, and are even those that are politically minded have zero concept of that entire process or how they do it or why they do it or to, to even know that you're kind of being taken advantage of mm-hmm. like to, to know that oh well you only did that so that people would thank you and say that you succeeded in doing something because you just banned a cobra like you didn't put any thought or research into it you just took the easy route and made yourself look good like there there is a whole section of society that doesn't have the wherewithal to know that the show is on yeah. And they're like, yeah, that dude's saving babies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it that's not what's happening. It just makes you feel good and make you feel that way. And they can't they can't yeah. separate the two. It's the easiest laws to pass because it's gonna have the littlest opposition from the general public. Yep. Sure. So it's well, just, and it's because an they're it's an generally win. apathetic as to that type of thing and as it goes. You know? Yeah, and it and it's we so the reptile community is already marginalized as all hell. Like we are already the smallest, littlest blip on the radar. The venomous keeping community, responsible venomous keepers, that ain't nothing. Not not a thing to them. And I'm just really, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. But at the same time, it kind of proves the point when everybody's like, one person can't affect everybody. One yeah, person. Yeah, that's that's when one this person happened. I was like, did. here we go. Like buckle up. And that's that's what I that's what I said weeks ago is it would take one high profile bite or escape or something that got enough like enough traction in the media to make everything change. And, and let's but even before this, like look at Canada. What was it? It, it was probably well, I guess late nineties, early two thousands. That Afrock somehow mm-hmm. smothered that child in Canada, and then that's that whole province is like I think that no whole more. thing was questionable though. But uh, the, that the, whole thing. Played out in court. That, it had nothing to do with the snake. Uh, that yeah, man was convicted. Yeah. But guess what? And the article that stated that was over a year later. I read maybe two articles that ever talked about the man, and they never discussed it again. Yeah, but there were hundreds of articles about that snake. Planted, the, yeah, they planted the, the idea. You bet. Yeah. You and guess bet. what? In that province, it is still illegal to this day to have large constrictors. And then I think their definition of large constrictor is like boa constrictor. They, they, they're not even talking like Afrox, Berms, Retics, Apodorus, like big stuff like that. They're just like, over this big, fuck it, we're done. We're done playing mm-hmm. these games. 
These crazy guys with snakes, we don't want to mess them no more. Yeah. So people don't people want this astronomical event to happen again. Yeah. Yeah, people talk to me about that one quite a bit because we work with large constrictors in the shows. That gets brought up all the time. You're also close I, to Canada, uh, too. So. Well, closer true. to Canada. Closer than you. Um, but no, and I, and I hate that because especially given my background, I, I pay attention to that stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. It was one guy. The guy was a scumbag. The snake got blamed for it. And then none of you cared. And it's completely yeah. counterintuitive to what you're there trying to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. But like it, and I hate that because that dude, like that guy wasn't even a crappy keeper. He's a crappy human being. Mm -hmm. And then it's secondarily screwed with the fact because his hobby happened to be snakes. Yeah. It's, uh, People already it's, think we're weirdos. For yeah, sure. Exactly. And that's what's something like I've been slowly, because for a long time, I've like really never put it out there at work or anything. You know, there was one time the guy figured out whenever I said the word Alterna, one guy crossed the belt. I found out he kept snakes too. And he's like, Oh, look at my copperhead. I found in my backyard. I got a 30 gallon. I'm like, Oh shit. Cause yeah, that's always the first like, person to find you. Right. That you know, guy. There's a lot of people that think you're that guy. True. There's a lot of people right. that will think you are that guy. Well, I and like my wife and I just did my, so my wife helps me with all of the educational demonstrations and she does a bunch on her own. Um, but she has no poker face at all. And she <laughs> has a little bit of resting bitch face anyway, <laughs> but no poker face. And the, and like I, she did was not a reptile nerd 10 years ago and now is knee deep in it with the rest of us. But she, it really bothers her when people say like stupid outlandish things about reptiles, especially adults, because she came to this late. And then learned a bunch of it just by listening to me hang out with all my nerd friends. And then she became friends with them, you know, so on and so forth. And to her, she's like, well, it, it isn't like complicated or like the stuff that we know and that we do isn't all that complex. Right. You know it's what I mean? It's like, it's like basic stuff, yeah. you know, as far as like knowing that a ball python is, you know, the size of your forearm or what, you know, just mm -hmm. like simple things that the Not rat snake wasn't 12 feet, feet long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like really basic stuff. And then we teach a bunch of very basic stuff to kids. And so for her, she's like, yeah, that that's like common sense. Of course it's not 12 mm -hmm. feet long or whatever. We're walking into a photo shoot and the person that is the manager of the studio is like, oh, we saw the, the lady had booked you guys for the reptiles. I was waiting for you to come. I keep a bunch of different snakes. And we're like, oh, that's awesome. And was, oh, what do you got? And he was like, oh, I, I have some corn snakes and uh, king snakes. And I have a bunch of ball pythons. I'm like, oh, cool. I said, we brought a normal one for this, but we have a couple of morphs that we like to show kids. And I, and I teach genetics with it. And the guy was like, oh, that's great. Like, do you have, do you, she asked for the big yellow snake. Did, did you bring the big one? Yeah, man. Of course, everybody wanted a Britney Spears picture, so we brought one, whatever. <laughs> and the dude was like, yeah, my ball python collection, they go from like three feet to probably seven or eight feet. And I was like, there what? it goes. <laughs> and, and, I, and I just, I kept walking toward the stairs, right? And I heard his tone of voice change. And he was like, oh, hey, thanks. The studio's on the left or whatever. And just stopped talking. And I was like, Teresa was walking behind me. And she just looked at that guy like he's a moron. 
I know that that's what happened. <laughs> and we got up to the studio and she was like, did you hear what he said? That is ridiculous. And I was like, did you say something to him? She goes, no, I just, I didn't want to be rude. You know? So I kept walking and I was like, I bet your face didn't. <laughs> and, but it, but that guy, I, I, I doubt he was making up the fact that he has snakes. So he, he likely really is a reptile keeper, a pet owner. And still said something to us who he regarded as professionals. You were the that chosen is one. totally outlandish and incorrect. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that this is like basic stuff. You got to be on the ball for before we can get to the, here's why us is important. And please don't do stupid things on TikTok. Y- you know, you got to not, I- be dumb first. Sorry. I hear that stuff at work <laughs> all the time in the lounge because I'll be working on the magazine or I'll have like a snakes and stogie shirt on or something. People are like, oh, you keep snakes? I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah, I saw like a 10 foot rattlesnake like two months ago. And I'm like, mm, okay. Like, oh, when I was a kid, I had a, you know, a 12 foot boa. I was like, okay. Like, I don't even, it's just like, sure. I'm not, I, not even I, gonna, not even gonna go there. Like, fantastic. See, I can't decide if it's, like I know sometimes it's people people are not good at understanding measurements if they're not <laughs> I like, work construction, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's for real. Like they're you know, people that grow up to become engineers, that grow up to work in the trades and things like that are are usually pretty skilled at that. And then you'll see people that are like, All right, well, we need a two foot section to get from the toilet to the wall or whatever. And there's most people can like just go get one that's like 30 ish inches measure it and cut it down you know and then you got that one guy that shows up with the entire pipe and you're like what are you doing and he's like oh i I gotta measure it and then we're gonna get to 24 inches and it's like yeah you didn't have to bring the 96 up here like what i'd rather have it not needed than need to not have it no i understand but like it isn't i don't think that people in that scenario are typically like trying to be helpful i think that they don't know what 24 inches looks like or you know we'll and then figure people, it out yeah but then people who are well versed in it and, and experienced or have done it and so and they're like oh yeah grab that one it's pretty close we'll cut her down you, you know and then you extrapolate that to somebody that sees a corn snake and they're like oh when they're coiled up they uncoil and it's it's probably crazy i bet you it was six or eight feet long and they just I don't know. They, they don't have a concept. Yeah. Because like I can't I believe that that many people are actively trying to brag to strangers. Because that's <laughs> very strange. That's weird to me. That's a like, weird thing to brag. Why about. would you walk up to me because I look like this and be like, oh, yeah, I played with a 12 foot boa once? I'm like, no, for one, no, you didn't. And for two, like, you don't know me. Like, why are you trying to impress me with your giant <laughs> or- boa? I don't get it. Even in your field, they're probably like, "Yeah, I, you know, I, I I hit a piece of steel from 200 yards with a Glock 19." Ah, uh, yeah, it's we like, have a lot of those. Hey, yeah. Did you? We, like, we have a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, there's that's a thing. That's definitely. I was blindfolded and I shot the gun from behind my head like Jimi Hendrix, and I hit the steel at 150 yeah, yards. That's dead center. That's a thing. I'm pretty much John Wick. Pretty much John Wick. I mean, uh. Mm. That's the, the whole brag thing, that thing, it, it kills me. Because I had, uh, whenever we first moved in, we had some friends over. I made, cooked some stuff on the grill. Agreed, and finally, Johnny. A couple Sorry, friends were like, they're like, like, so you still have your snakes here? And I'm like, yeah, the stuff snakes. They're like, can we see one? And I was like, you had just sent me the old man, Alterna. And I yeah. was like, yeah. I was like, like, this is perfect. 
for somebody who's afraid of a snake or unsure if I show him this old bastard. He's so old and decrepit, you know, why not? It looks like the dog off Family Guy. The Herbert the Herbert. <laughs> Jesse. <dog. laughs> oh. That's what King Snake oh, is. Jesse. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> he's he's an old you know, he was old and I was like, Cox, you want an alternate, right? And he's like, Yeah, I was like, I got one that only eats fuzzies every once in a while, and he's like twelve years old. He's perfect. <laughs> and that bad friend. He said, he said, yeah, Cox brought down that, that five-foot snake. And I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> do not church it up that much. People just yeah, and out. I mean, to Johnny's point, you know, he said, how many of your local shops have people that, that work there like that? And so maybe the secret is educating people that deal with 100% of the reptile population. And I think that's, I mean, that's that's a point I've made previously. It's been a while, but like I talked about how just because someone owns a shop, selling these things doesn't necessarily mean they know exactly what they're doing for oh, some man, reason no, there's doesn't. this mm-hmm. there's this thing where people think because you went through all the hoops and stuff of getting a brick and mortar and selling these things that you know everything about everything you're carrying and i found that not to be the case with a very large majority of, of pet shops um and don't whether they specialize like in, my wife into them and, and yeah and i mean whether they <laughs> they specialize in just reptiles or other stuff too it's like i've been in plenty of shops where i overheard the owner of that shop telling someone how to take care of dart frogs or something. And it was like, what? Like where you can keep three different species of baby, like froglets in a deli cup with some wet paper towel. And that's it. There was, there was a shop that's not even open anymore, but that was literally like one day there was a family in there that just stopped in. It was like a husband and wife and their one or two kids and they wanted dart frogs just on impulse. And so I listened to the guy tell them, yeah, you just put them in a, it was like an erratus, a Luke and I think a tank. Oh dear. And he was like, Yeah, you can just keep in this deli cup with some wet paper towel, you know, and you know, see but I've been in quite fine. a few uh pet stores that display their dart frogs like that. I always thought that was weird. It, well here's the thing with pet stores, the more I'm like getting into like the aquatics and stuff, and I'm starting to realize So pet stores have usually three paths. Pet store is we're gonna sell dry stuff and we're gonna have some some animals, and that's how we're gonna focus on the dry stuff. This other pet stores are going to be like, we are going to have a crazy aquatic section. And that's going to be our thing. Like, if you want to get, you know, any kind of grommy or cichlid, we'll have it. And there's the third one, which is usually a, a mixture of, there's still heavy aquatics based, but still has a few people that knows some things about repti- reptiles. Or they have some people, some local breeders that wholesale to them. And they can, if they don't know it, you can usually go there next time. And they've asked that guy. But I think it's just, uh, I don't know the pet. It's it's really hard to get somebody who like works at a pet store or even worse, PetSmart and Petco. I mean, with the work shortage right now, imagine trying to get somebody who knows anything working at. A pet I don't store. those. I don't even. I think they're, they're kids that are there for a job, man. They don't yeah. care. It was better than working at Walmart or you know wherever TJ Maxx. You know, it was something a little cooler, a little different. Like they're there for the paycheck. You know, there's. Well, I mean, there I, are. There is no doubt people that work in those chains that are like into that stuff and like they have some at home and it's like a hobby and but I think that's the minority of, of most of them, you know, employees and you gotta think for the the main people who are having reptiles, like you know, not like the people who are hobbyists, not the enthusiasts, but the main people who's like just gonna keep like a leopard gecko, a beardy, a ball python, a king snake, a corn snake, that's who they're gonna run into. And so that's like who they're gonna get their info from until they get to YouTube and then they Hopefully, go down the wormhole. Hopefully, they go from Snake Discovery to you know to Dave Kaufman. And the next thing you know, they're like, "Who's Matt Most? You know, what's a file snake?" That's the ideal yeah. path. 
that's the ideal path. And but it is. Really it's that breadcrumb effect where it's like you stumble across one species. Man, that's really cool. And then you find more information. And it leads you to guys like Matt Moose that are actively working with them. You know. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, file snakes. That's a Yeah, but God. how do you get the person that doesn't do that, gets a leopard gecko and is happy with it to give a crap about the rest of her pediculture? It's hard. It's real hard. It's kind of like, you know, how do you get the one guy who has a six shooter Smith and Wesson to care about the rest of the gun hop or the gun industry? They don't care. Well, right. Hey, it's but, 2021 and we're not selling railroad bonds anymore. So, hey, that's just fucking <laughs> value. But the those people, when we talk about crowdfunding and crowdsourcing and strength in numbers and political influence in numbers, there's way more of them than there are of us. Yeah. And it's funny you brought that up because so this morning I started uh, because of Brent, I'm on like an audiobook kick. Um, and I started Jordan Peterson's 12 uh, Rules of Life, 12 Rules for Life. Love Jordan and, Peterson. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, but he was talking about a law that I've never heard of. It's called Price's Law. Okay. And so basically it talks about how you can have a, a group of people in an industry, a community or a hobby, whatever. And Price's Law says that 50% of the work is done by the square root of the total number of people doing the work. So I looked at, like, I thought about that in terms of, like, what we're okay. doing with the podcast and the magazine and stuff. And it actually really adds up because you think about just the sheer number of people that are just keeping reptiles, whether it's on, like, a serious level or, a, you know, a casual level. Um, like, that's absolutely true. And so that made me sort of realize that sort of the stuff we're doing, like, it really does matter. Because when you yes. only have a handful of people that are doing podcasts and putting out the information like that, that that adds up a lot as far as output and quality. Um, and I'd never heard of that law before, but it's, it's, it's dead accurate. I mean, with pretty much everything. Um, and there's an article on it. I'll have to share that talks about it. And it's basically like why few people contribute more. Uh, Cause you've you know, all done a project at school and yeah. you were probably, yeah. you were probably, you, go. you were, you were probably the kids that did the work. If you're doing something like this, that's thanks, why thanks. you're a guest and not a host. <laughs> thanks. Thanks guys. I appreciate all the work y'all did. We got, for we real. got a solid B. We got I mean, a solid that's, B. that's <laughs> for real. See if you're, if you're the person and I'm not saying you're wrong, if you're the person who is a C's get degrees, you are a correct and B not the person that Justin was talking about. No, I'm not Justin. there's a reason why Justin is there. But I'm saying that's that's yeah. how that and it, and it, it probably works out in our favor. Well, here's something it talks. So one of the paragraphs in this article says the value of creation in your career, and this is talking about like job performance more or less. But you can translate it to to this if you want to. Uh, if you're an employee, the intuition behind the law can help you realize if you are wasting time at a job and providing enough value. If you are not one of the star performers, it could mean a few things. You either don't enjoy the work at working at the company or in the field itself. You were just slacking, or you were just a novice figuring everything out. It's a really True. good article, but it's, and that makes uh, sense yeah, like, as far as personalities go. You either don't like it, but you need the money. Mm -hmm. You're so you don't know how to do the important work, or you are the gray man kind of person who works nine to five and just gets your paycheck and cruises. You don't hate the job or anything, right? 
You're the guy who comes home comments. and puts all his energy into, you know, his hobby, you know, his snake collection. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just heard it and it made me think. And it was like, you know, I've always kind of not necessarily written off the stuff we do, but it's just like, yeah, we do a podcast and we try to put out quality content. And, you know, the magazine, like, yeah, it's cool and all. Like this, I don't know. Hearing that made me feel like it had a little more weight to it than maybe I'd initially realized. Because it does, it does have a lot of weight. Absolutely. We tell you this all the time. You're doing a really big thing with all this stuff. What? And I know it may not seem like a lot of times, but it really does. The magazine, the podcast, podcasts, plural, Conjurecast happens every once in a blue moon. But I was thinking about it, just like the, like I said, the sheer number of people in the hobby. Like I said, on on some level, you know, one through five, whatever, five being like balls deep and everything, like just in it. And then one being, you know, yeah, I have le a leopard gecko or ball python or corn or whatever, and it's just something I enjoy, you know. Like the numbers and the percentages of sort of how this this law works, it's like that's actually like spot on with the number of people that are content creators wise, like the number of people doing YouTube stuff and podcasts and, and whatnot. It's it adds up and it makes complete sense. So. Well, maybe that's the angle then is you need a core group willing to do the work. But you need the support of the group at large. And mm -hmm. I, th I feel like the core group section, her pediculture in general, I think it's there. I think there are enough people that are involved, that care, that, that are into it, that support USR, can do all these things that if, if work needs to be done, I think the work can be accomplished. Yeah, it's it, now it is the financial or political or mm -hmm. whatever support. That is the part where the numbers, the numbers There's are what the matters. Disconnect. Yeah, right. And I can see from the standpoint of someone who maybe just has, you know, one to three animals, just like I said, for fun at home, just for the enjoyment, like they have it, you know, it's the equivalent of the family dog, you know, seeing the laws and stuff coming in and seeing like, Oh, well, a venomous person that was keeping covers and stuff or, you know, tegus that got loose, whatever, like sort of not really understanding, standing like the gravity of it. Because, you know, to them, maybe they don't know anything about how serious it is that, you know, a, a zebra got out, like a zebra spitter got out and um, how bad that could have been. And, you know, thank God it wasn't, but um I can I can see where they would look at that and be like I don't see how that really pertains to me but I mean it does pertain to everybody I don't think they'll it'll ever get to a point where you can't keep like corns and stuff like that but the idea of me only being Georgia. able to yeah the right um, sorry Casey the yeah the idea of Not only really. being He's able to cool keep, keep a certain <laughs> section of animals because they've been deemed safe and okay. You know, by people that aren't involved, like that terrifies me. Well, that's like people say that, and then they're like, like "Oh, that never happened." And then you kind of like look at Australia. Has it happened. happened. It happened. Well, no, I mean, this thing about in general, Australia, they can't, they could never have anything that's exotic, right? And then, I mean, they, that's a little different circumstance with them because they, like, as a well, they they, 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 nation, they, they don't have a up. choice, right? But it's just like, you know, people say like it would never happen. You can like, no, this is what could be our future if enough dumbasses screwed up for everybody. Well, see, I think it's, I think it's twofold. One is the person with one to three pets 
maybe doesn't feel as though they're a part of this community. Mm -hmm. And so then they wouldn't value the things that the community values because they don't think that they're a part of it. Right. It's a, it's culture. Like we're building a culture. If you don't feel like you're a part of our culture, then maybe you don't like Chinese food or you, it's mm -hmm. not in your culture, whatever it is. And so that's one part is, and really there's not like, you can't make someone part of your community. Yeah. They either you can't have force to, they, them to say you have to have all yeah. or nothing, you know? Yeah. Well, you have to have it to where they want to be a part of your community. And then we have to not be a bunch of elite jerk offs and let them be a part of the community. Yep. And then the other portion, when you get to Carolinas and, and us arc and things like that is we're in like a weird shift politically in our country anyway, mm -hmm. where it, cause to me, it isn't just a reptiles thing. Like I, it bothers me when people in the government tell me what to do and it, where I'm from and how I was raised and, and things like that, my culture, right. Is that that's more of like, when you talk about Australia or talk about different countries, I automatically go to, well, maybe their country isn't like our country. Like they're, they're allowed to just enact laws and do things and, and ban things. And maybe they're a little more restrictive on their freedoms than we are supposed to be, because that's mm -hmm. not how we view ourselves. Right. And like, but there is like that we're in that weird shift politically for all sorts of things. And then especially like politically, as far as the nation goes, like we're definitely an afterthought. Like we're, we're not as, we're not as right. important as other political issues currently happening. And so it's, that's always going to be a little bit of a fight. Like I understand that people are fighting for what they perceive of as freedoms and things like that and legislation and laws and, this is my angle for that. This is my facet of that. This is the important fight to me. And then it's how, you know, cause that, that, that's a big part of it is like any political argument that we've been having in our country for the last 10 to 15 years is, is very cited, very divisive and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. And then you get to ours and like, it's not even like we have sides, right? It's not like, Oh, Democrats hate snakes and Republicans love turtles and, no, like nobody who's in any of that knows who you are or cares. Yeah. <laughs> they know we're, we're like really outside of their thought process. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, it's incumbent on us, you know, we have to put it in their thought process and put ourselves in the public conscious of this person's an idiot. This was a mistake. We're not like this. You know, we just have competent to like, keepers do exist. We have they to like better ad, Right. And, and especially when you, when I hear you guys talk about venomous stuff and you talk to somebody like Brent or, or even when you get Phil going and talks about like old timer dudes or like the rando people across the country that keeps super cool stuff you never hear about. It's, it sucks, but I almost wish all of them, like I wish Kristen Wiley from KRZ had a TikTok. Yeah. And it was yeah. just the most boring crap you've ever seen mind-numbing jargon that, yeah. like me and phil would Where, love to hear like, but... this is a gray garbage can and here is a lance head <laughs> you know like it and in and not some moron 
You know I, what I mean? I, it, I think there. I think there are some people who are trying to be like that. There's a couple of people on TikTok that I'm not. I won't say their name because I'm not sure. I'm still on the fence about them. I've seen a couple of videos I'm like that, that guy's behaving pretty well for but what I, I, I just mean in general. For, yeah, not, for a not, it doesn't have to be that platform, but like I'm, I'm as it progresses, you know what I mean, like. YouTube was a big deal. Now it's kind of a generational thing. Facebook yeah. is now for old people. Twitter is for <laughs> famous people and political commentary. And TikTok is for anybody under 25 that's cool. Well, uh, you know, and it, well, but we also- never have a, we never have a big nerd presence on there. We have a huge idiot presence on all of those. And we're, it honestly seems like podcasts are, a huge presence for serious people. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I listen to and check out tons and tons of podcasts and there's actually a bunch cause people started them during COVID and very few of them are like bro snake keeper idiots that talk about ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. Um, almost well, all of them. That's because the podcast is too much work for a bro snake. Keeper. Yes. That is, yes. And that's why I agree. Like, TikTok and uh, I, I, I hate that I'm shit on TikTok right now, but uh, it's like that's a very easy 60 second format, you know, 15 yeah. second format. Press the button, do the you dance. know, grab, uh, let me grab my cane break rattle so I can walk around dance with it, or let me, you know, right. d- duck and weave with my cobra. Like, oh, look, I'm so like, it's and people, people watch it not because they're genuine, nobody like watches that in the large numbers, nobody's watched that for millions and millions of views because they're like genuinely fascinated, they don't care that you have a, you know, a zebra cobra or a king cobra they're like are you gonna get bit or not yes yeah, I, I, I signed up for i signed up for you exactly i signed up for car crashes gun yeah. fire and you getting bit by a rattlesnake come on hurry up i got 15 seconds well that and, and it, it as these things progress the metrics for you to be successful with them monetarily usually are based on views and clicks and likes and and algorithms and that entire the entire social media spectrum, which we're all a part of and and participate in, is is built that way, right? It's built mm-hmm. on monetizing your attention. And so if you decide to make a living in that space, you're right or wrong, you are forced to work in that way. Like you you can't go dance, against monkey dance. Exactly. But if if you want Instagram to work for you and to help your business or help your whatever you post one picture a day and a crap ton of stories that like there's, they came out and told you how to do it. Mm -hmm. YouTube has classes on how to use YouTube and get clicks and likes and follow through and, and percentages watched and so on and so forth. They tell you what to do. If you want to use our platform and monetize it, we will help you because it helps us with ad revenue. So this is what you have to do to make our algorithms work for you. And then if, if that's your job, you go do it because you can't, you can't get on their platform and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make videos the way I want. And they're, they'll let you and just give you no money, but you're not going to get paid. Yeah. Cause their, their their algorithm is made to ignore you unless Mm -hmm. you do it that way. And then when you get to the same thing, you know, Twitter, that was the whole thing. Facebook was too much. Now Twitter's fast, 140 characters. So it had to be something ridiculous or very poignant for people to pay attention. And then YouTube was too long. Now we're going to go to TikTok. So it's only 30 to 60 seconds. It's got to be something the ever cool. shrinking attention span. Yeah. But if, if you make your living in that space, 
you adapt I, or die. Yeah. And I do fault those folks because I don't agree with what they're doing, but I logically understand why they're doing it because if they didn't, no one would click and then they can't pay their rent that month. And I, I know why you're doing it. I just right. wish you didn't right. have to, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's such a hard, gigantic double-edged sword. That's the thing about it. Cause I feel like, I feel like there are some of them guys that started off genuinely nerdy or they probably are just, you know, snake nerds like us. And then, you know, they went down that path or whatever, but like, God bless. Sometimes it's so hard to fight against it. Cause Justin, well, he always I, gets on me. Cause he's I, always I can't, like, sorry, go ahead. I was like, Justin always gets on me. Cause that's, I always say like, there's a couple, I'm like, like, I feel like they're not a bad person. And Justin's like, but yeah, if you, you know, if you see somebody who's an irresponsible gun owner running around, being stupid you don't claim to be like oh but he started off life you know it's like you just kind of have to be like no condemn them ted bundy was a nice guy too but i don't know it's just it's so hard but i'm not a 5 8 brunette so he probably was nice to me <laughs> hey <No. laughs> that was messed also, up i also think that uh you brought up a point with the, with the gatekeeping because i've i've been guilty of it i know i have i i recognize my own shit I think as a community, we are awfully hard on some people. Sometimes we are really hard on, especially, uh, you know, the three, the three pet, you know, they got two ball pythons. They got a corn snake. They want to get into the hobby. So they're like, I think I might want a Bolin's Python. Can somebody help me? And then we all get on that post and we all start shit talking. Cause we're, we're all like, yeah, I want one too. Give me $10,000. I want a Bolin's Python. And sometimes I'm like, I, I, cause I'm getting, I'm, Admit it, I'm guilty. I am guilty as anybody else. And I'm like, maybe I was a little bit of a shitbag Steve on that one. And you can't take it back. And then they're like, they're like, fuck this hobby, fuck these snake guys. I'm gonna go over here and boop the snoot. I'm a little banana python that I got at Petco and never talk to these assholes again. So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's like one of those that's sort of almost like an entitlement kind of thing because it's like this new person's gonna come in and want the snake that I've wanted for 20 years. You know, like, hell no. Like, I've worked for it. They haven't. It's an earned sort of. Yeah. Right, but that's an us problem, not a them right. problem. Yeah, right? no, no, definitely. That's what I'm saying. Is like, that's. But I will say that it. Social media has made that difficult because. So, like, you brought up the gun thing, right? Yeah. And, and I, I, I teach all kinds of things like that. And so I run into people that are not. Uh, skilled or educated uh, usually on purpose because they asked me to teach them and it's so much easier to just because it's in person and I can grab them and pull them aside and be like hey this isn't okay and here's why and this is what we're going to do and then personality wise on how I convey that is one thing and personality wise on how they take it is the other right but it, it's much easier to not um, just blast them in front of the class unless, you know, if it's like a safety thing or something, then you got to stop. But um, if you go onto a Facebook group with 11,000 people you don't know and say something dumb or not, I'm, I don't want to say it dumb. You say well, something ignorant. that's genuinely ignorant, ignorant as in yeah. you lack knowledge, right? So what you said sounded stupid to people who are educated, Okay just the gamut of personalities that there are in the world, 
a certain section of people are going to tell you to your face that you're stupid. And that section of people gets bigger when you have the anonymity of the internet and you can't hit them in the mouth. Yep. So, I mean, that's happened across everything. People say awful things on the internet all the time due to the power of anonymity. And it, when you get into a hobby, especially when you start saying things like that of, and I, I do find that a lot of those comments are driven where people want to get expensive things or things yes, that are yes. considered advanced. And it's one of those, but it's, but you guys, and I've, I've listened to you talk about the Condro stuff a lot. And I agree, you know, Condro folks are easy to dig on for that because they seem a little snobby, but the cool thing about the hobby and the advancement of enclosures and equipment and so on and so forth is that if I buy a captive bred Condro and I go get a, a decent enclosure and a good, you know, set up for heat and things like it's not that difficult to keep them alive. Agreed. Uh, prov providing I can have the monetary investment up front. And so it's one of those, like, I think you're probably a little mad that in 1994, it wasn't that easy and it sure is now. <laughs> and so you blast them when the, the first dumb thing they say, instead of being happy that it's so easy that, all I have to do is correct this one thing that you thought was wrong and you could probably keep a condro. No problem. Mm -hmm. You, you aren't valuing the right stuff of it's an awesome thing that some goober can go to NARBC. And if they have a fair amount of money to invest up front, you can get the snake in the enclosure. I wish they would set that up first, but they never do. And they could literally buy that as their first snake. And if they bought a good enclosure and a nice system, they would do fine. And then when they come ask you one dumb thing about feeding it a rat or a chick or some goofy thing you didn't agree with, you blast the ever loving crap out of them instead of being like, no man, look, here's the deal. You know, try a fuzzy, do this. So you can scent with some chick down or whatever rock on. I think you'll be good to go. And then that person can post a 24 inch cube that's set up and decked out and they're doing good. And it's their first freaking snake. That's mm -hmm. super cool. Cause when I started, that was impossible. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's awesome. Instead, like, I do think there's a lot of being jealous of that. If you've been in for a long time, like I had to work really hard to even get my first one. It didn't go well. And I, I personally, me right now on this podcast, I've never had one since. And my first one was a disaster, but anybody could roll up if they wanted to and start out that way at NARBC. In, in could, October, think, standing right next to me. And yeah, it's like, and I think oh, the, my God, you know. The issue there is, like, that's not typically the case. Like, in the, if you're, you know, when I was in the Condra groups and stuff, you'd see posts of, I just got this Biok, you know, at a show for $300, and it's struggling, and I don't know what to do. True. And it's like, yeah, I don't think that's, like, worthy of, of getting on their case about it. You know, it's like, it was an impulse buy, but now you just got to, here's what you have to do to fix it. And yeah, you're going to end up probably spending the same amount that you did, or you would have on a captive bred animal, you know? And if like, that's, I see that a lot too, where people will, they won't necessarily be friendly about it, but they'll give them suggestions. And because it's not the answer they wanted, you're an asshole. Yeah, sure. Well, so I would ask, <laughs> So here's my question, especially for import chondros, right? 
that's a that's a super common one because chondros are beautiful when they're young and they're reasonably cheaper when you see the imports on tables and there's a lot of them okay and they're going to go to a chondro group and they're going to ask that question and it's going to be oh you got to treat it and uh, you you totally screwed up you're go such to an a bit yeah and why why didn't you ask before why didn't you do your research why didn't you da 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 da, da? and i understand the frustration and and i i, I teach with reptiles I, I listen to newbie stupid questions every day and it, it's frustrating but i don't want them to kill that chondro right and i i personally just the way my attitude is i don't really care that they're dumb or made a poor decision i want them to fix it and i want that snake to not die a horrible mistreated death and so i will help them like i i don't understand blasting someone and then because you know the end result is the snake's gonna die and mm -hmm. you're supposed to be a you're supposed to be a reptile nerd you're supposed to be into this and especially if you get something like a chondro if if you're the kind of person answering questions in a group you're probably good at it you likely have some and you've spent a bunch of time or invested a bunch of money and you want to know why they didn't do what you do. And it's like, well, because if you're the example, you kind of sound like a douchebag. And mm -hmm. I don't want to do what you do. I, I, I don't get it. Like I, when people ask me dumb questions about a crested or a leopard gecko, it's their first pet and they don't know. And, and the things that they're saying sound dumb to me because I know in the back of my mind, I sit there and I'm like, oh my God, you know? But I don't say that to them because I don't want them to go home and kill the gecko. Right. And that's what's going to happen if they screw up. Because I, I don't I don't understand. I, I don't understand people that claim to be into reptiles having poor interpersonal reactions on social media, knowing that the result is that reptile is going to die. Like, and if and if you talk to people long enough, when they get mad at the newbies. And especially like, oh, I bought a wild caught or I bought an import. It was cheap off a table. Like there is a prevailing undercurrent of folks that almost. And I, I don't I don't really know how to verbalize that other than like they want the animal to die to prove a point to you that you should have done the quote unquote right thing and done your research. And if that might not be their opinion, but that's definitely how it comes across. Like yeah, my, no, like you, you've committed this cardinal sick. sin. Now you can yeah. pay the price. It's, yeah. Yep. And for somebody Welcome who claims to, to be a right, dead. but for somebody who claims to be a that's a pretty shitty attitude to have. Agreed. Is your you you think that this animal should pass away, probably suffering all the way to the very end, to, because you want to teach a lesson to some stranger you don't know on the internet? That's that's awful. Like you're, you're a pretty awful person. If that's what you're doing like that, that astounds me that like, that's a pretty common thing. Like people get so upset. I think that that roots though, just from the fact that, I mean, you see it in the carpet groups all the time too. Someone comes in, they got a Craigslist carpet or whatever. And they're like, what kind of carpet is it? Like you yep. see that question so much that people get tired of it, but you have to like, I always try to understand or keep in mind this problem is new to them. It's not new to us. Right. We see that post, that question posted weekly 
in any of these groups. And it's like, you know, it's going to be there. You know, there's always going to be that subset of people that have done this and they want to know to them. It's, it's, they're completely green to it. They don't know, you know, Honestly, anything man, about I, it. I would tell and people to get out of the group. If, if it's driven you yeah, to that yeah, level, no, of, definitely. It's if it like drives you kickers. to that level of cynicism, yeah. man, don't involve yourself in it. Like you're going to you, get, going to get angry at people saying they have to talk to their wife or, you know, they'll let you know, <laughs> it's like then stop selling animals. Cause that's just part of it, man. That's just, you're going to have to deal with that. Like you can't, you can tell people in an ad all day long, like don't waste my time. Don't be a tire kicker. Blah, 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 blah. It's going to happen. Especially if you don't put a price in the ad. Like if you tell people, oh, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Guess what? You're going to get a bunch of emails asking how much it is because people don't know whether they can or can't because you don't put a price in the comments. That's a completely separate thing. But yeah, and that's the other thing too is remembering that you're under no obligation to comment or answer them. But like if you already saying, know, you already know there's going to be like five people that are going to answer it anyways and say the same thing you did. So what's the point? Like, I will say specifically for that one with the ads. Because a lot of folks listen to her pediculture network stuff. Uh, if you're listening to snakes and stogies and you sell animals, uh, I am the kind of person that I I purchase a lot of reptile stuff and can afford it, even if I have to ask the price. If I have to ask the price or your ad says something like that, I totally will not give you money. Yep, on the same. Like way. You're not, you're not getting my money, and I spend a lot of money on reptiles. Like you, you are, you are ostracizing a large segment of your buying pool doing things like that. Now, here's the thing. I understand if stuff like, so Facebook has that weird, like you can sell animals, True. but you can't yes. post. So I understand the ambiguity of that. True. Uh, but people that like. I'm talking post, about like fauna and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More, yeah. yeah. Fauna is. Yeah. Really I'll keep scrolling, about, dude. Somebody's like, like, here's my email. If you, uh, for, it's like, fuck you, dude. I'll you for how much you revoke your reverse oak tea corn snake is get out of here get out of that but uh not to beat the dead horse but you were talking about the carpet thing or you're saying with that you can if you if you know i'm not gonna say do it but if you get like five seconds you know and you're like hold on if you do put that little comment and you train like because i got into all this Voyage of bullshit because I'm really a Python radio because I got a super door free tick <laughs> and I wanted to, I wanted to listen to Eric Hart or Garrett Hartle on there and then somehow I ended up with the IJs and Brettles and here we are but there's a lot of episodes the conversion back has worked uh, where right. they, they were like hey just take five seconds and when somebody's like what kind of carpet is this just say if you don't have lineage it's just a carpet Python you know? right and they then that, you like copied and ready to go yes and it was like. Yeah. Now that you've got this like group of like five thousand people that are indoctrinated, like they just copy and paste that you know that little section, and maybe I don't know, maybe conjure keepers would be like just everybody starts spamming that. Somebody just like they're like like here's your protocol. I mean, it's, it's pretty much the same answer when someone's like, "What kind of conjure is this?" It's like I mean, no one's gonna know for sure, but we can tell by you know maybe the the, the head shape and some of the patterning and some of this like it might have some biak in it. You know, we don't know though. Like when people ask me that, it's like I it might have some of this in it. It looks like it might, but you'll never know 100% unless you have any sort of documentation for it. So I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, it's it's a green tree. It's gonna be freaking gorgeous no matter what so it doesn't really matter but i mean you see it in corn snakes and stuff too like it's not just pythons and morelia like people posting corn snake groups all the time like what kind of morph is this and everyone's the same answer we don't we don't know like um, unless you have any background information we can't tell you so 
I like the heart attack that is in the super dares and the retail groups where it's like, uh, I bought this retail Repticon for two hundred dollars. Kind of looks like a super dwarf. Is it, what uh, locality is this? <laughs> and there's always that one person like looks like a Jampaya, and then it's all downhill. Yeah, yeah. You're, and then you're just having a stroke in the corner, like, oh god, stop. But it's, I mean, that my point is, this is like that's that's not exclusive to to certain groups. Every group, I'm sure there's there's turtle and tortoise groups where there's a very similar thing that happens. And, and that's oh what, yeah. Lizards, uh, yeah. I mean, there's like, there's everyone's got that same same thing. Plus, on that, like maybe we should just take like a little, just take if if you have the time. I'm not saying because you know we all work our ass off to you know to support this bullshit. But if you're like you know at work or whatever, and you just open your phone for a second because we all do that shit, and you see something like that, just if you got a couple minutes, copy and paste that little response or whatever it is for your group, whether it's corn snakes, you know, turtles or bearded dragons or whatever if you just got like five seconds to copy and paste that and maybe be like and then put a little tag like you know if you have any feel free to reach out or something because you know that that little bit of you know uh good you know good good vibes or whatever i think i think a lot of new people will appreciate that and then maybe they won't be like all these guys are gatekeeping assholes yeah yeah i don't know i like i said i think it's it's going to be prevalent everywhere, and it's one of those things. It where is. If you, if you don't want to, you don't want to comment. You don't have to. Like I don't know why people feel compelled to jump on someone and on a, with a question when it's like, dude, you know, like the core group. There's there's going to be like at least five people in this group that comment on every single post, and they're going to give you the same answer that you would have given. Yeah. So it's like, why bother? It's like the ID groups. It drives me crazy. You oh. post a picture of a corn snake. What is it? And you have like 10 people comment a corn snake. Knowing that there was like nine other people that commented, it's a corn snake. So it's like, what 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 are we doing? Like the riddle has been solved. Why I don't it's just that that just cracks me up when I see it because it's like they're all like an hour apart too. So it's like you saw those comments, but you still felt compelled to like, I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring. That's a corn snake. Yep. Just like all the other people that said it, you know, it's and it's a similar thing with the care stuff and what is my chondro, what is my carpet, what morph is my corn. You know, it's like you know there's people that are gonna answer it. It's not all it doesn't all fall on you to respond and be the you know, the the guy. No, it, it doesn't fall on you, but I do think maybe sometimes as a community we should just take just if you again, if you got the set got the time, just throw out a second, just put a little bit of good, you know, good vibes out there or something. Because I feel like or more don't. And more. Or don't, or just no, no, no. shit back, Steve. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to downplay yours. I'm. I'm just saying, like, it. I am. It's supposed to be fun. I. Yeah. You go on social media f- to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, don't do that. That. Yeah. Like, like if if, say, if, if cynicism's kicking in, just you know, take a step back. Like. Yeah, but it, but if it's frustrating you to to see that, m- mute the notifications on the group. Snooze it for thirty days. Or, or yeah. whatever. Like, you don't have to do that. Like, don't I have to subject yourself to it. It's right. Not a grenade you have to jump on. You know, if it yeah. if it bothers you, just don't. And it because that's my thing. Like, I agree. If if you are able and you have the time and you would like to, and you say something positive or you do a good thing, that's pretty much all you can do to counter the negative. To be honest. Yeah. But that's the next the next best thing in in my opinion is don't do a negative thing. Like it's literally, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, but a million times a day on the internet. Like if, if you would just follow that, 
you'd be fine. And you'd it's probably little, de-stress yourself. You know what I mean? Because like you're getting mad at someone you don't do know. <laughs> yeah, it takes more of an effort to do the wrong thing in those situations. You have sure. to go out of your way to be in the wrong. I just don't understand getting mad at people I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm a pretty easy person to get mad in general. But like I usually have to know you or know what you did. Like if you're just some person I don't know in the inter- I've never understood that. I don't understand internet you're fights. Just a name on a screen. Yeah, I don't know you. Like I, what do you do? Take away my birthday? I, I don't get it. It's very strange to me. I don't know. What are you going to do about it? You can't do nothing. Just go on with it. The internet's a goofy place, man. It really fucking is. But it brings you around with a bunch of goofballs who smoke cigars and talk about snakes and pop-pop over here with his pipe. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) I got a sampler pack and I told Justin... I'm pretty sure that I don't I don't know what my I don't I don't know. I've never like smoked cigarettes or anything like that. And I had rarely smoked cigars before kind of hanging out with the group. And I got that sampler pack and it wrecked me like I <laughs> I am not. I forgot about that. I, I, I did. I messaged him and I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure that thing kicked my ass. Like I don't <laughs> I was I was good right up until I wasn't good. And then it was way downhill. I don't know. It it's like that video of the guy falling down the stairs. Just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Central American tobacco is very different from that Virginia stuff, man. Whole different oh, animal. <laughs> Y'all are going that. to Daytona, though, right? Say it again. I'm sorry. You guys are going to Daytona? Uh, I am working on that. I think it might just be me, though, instead of me and Teresa. Okay. I think it's going to be the same for me. If, if ever, Dude, like, like I mentioned to you all day, if, if all the stars align, I'm like, I'm just going to be like, get on a late night flight on Friday and call in Casey. Like, Can you come get me to the airport? There's people asking me for quarters. Jake says he's coming. It's Jake's coming? Be, yeah, that I was the thing this, that sucked, man. Yeah, it's going to be one of the, one of the better years. And all the chief flights were to Orlando, not Daytona. I was so mad. Spirit Air, man. Spirit Air. That's still not that far of a drive, though, right? That's like, what, two hours? If you can get a rental car, though. You can't get rental cars right now. They are uh, hard to come by. Yeah, we got one for Texas. Right now. Oh, yeah, because yeah, of the just availability. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's traveling right now. Because even, and, uh, uh, even my cost of membership... Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I, I'm trying my absolute best. I'm trying to make. I've got money stashed away for a flight because that's that's what's come going to come down to me. So I'm gonna be like, I got a sleeping bag and a backpack. Who's willing to host me? <laughs> well, so that was my thing. Is the hotel itself? I had actually thought about that. Um. The hotel for the actual event actually still has open rooms or did last time I checked maybe a couple days ago. Uh, my thing is I can point stay at a hotel that's farther down the beach, but then I feel like I'm going to miss out on stuff because I'm not going to be the same hotel as everybody else. I don't know if it's like Tinley, but who gives a shit? Just 
just get a get an Uber down back to your hotel or whatever. Cuts out. Well, I, True. okay. Never mind. You live there, okay? <laughs> you know. But that's no, I, I got a hotel for Tinley. What are you crazy? I'm not trying to drive home after that. No, I'm just saying that like Tinley is like we say. I say the the Quinta Street. I try to pay that holiday in price. How many days should people try and stay if you have never been? Uh, definitely. So, like the show itself, like Saturday's the day. But as far as like Daytona, the weekend, Friday night, Saturday night, like that's when it's it's a freaking blast, man. When you're hanging out with everybody. See, but now that's, you guys are kicking off on Thursday. Well, we're getting down there because P and Cody's RPI party. Um, yeah, but that's not actually and then close. Because though, we're right? vending, so we're going to be setting up. No, they're like an hour and a half away from Daytona, so they're not that far of a drive. But you sure they're that far from? Are they that close to Daytona? Yeah, because oh, I, I remember last they year like they were like, "Oh, it's like an hour and a half," and I somehow made it an hour. So no, it's not oh. that far. Some reason I thought Melrose was way up there. Hilton, Mm-mm. Daytona Beach to Melrose. No, so like Melrose is here, St. Augustine, Daytona. So it's like an, yeah. like an L. Hour and 37 from Melrose straight through. Yeah, and I've made it there sooner than that. Like traffic usually isn't there's next to no traffic on those roads most of the time, so go a little faster. Get her done. It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm already I, telling I, myself I ain't going to buy nothing, but I said that last year and I walked home with like four bears. So five, I think, maybe. Yeah, now it seems like every other time I'm on Facebook, I see somebody else. It's like, oh, yeah, hey, Daytona. It's like, man, how many people are going that I know? I mean, even if from like from here, it's only like a four hour drive for me, like from South Carolina to get to Daytona. It's not far. Like Jacksonville is like three hours. Okay. It's going to be fun. But I think we were going to talk about snapping turtles, but we might have to just save that for a THP episode, dude. Because <laughs> I'm being summoned. Oh, uh, okay. I can I can talk snapping turtles anytime. It's another one that are... I want, and I don't know if I'll ever get. I told you, man. I got my third one just chilling. It is uh, 15 and a half hours for me. Ooh, 1,038 miles. Well, Bill, you start driving and you pick me up in Kentucky. <laughs> just make it a small detour. Not just, bad. It's a small detour. It's only an extra 10 hours, no problem. Actually, I am going to be in Kentucky uh, at the end of August. Let me know. I'm going to some gorge Louisville. place where you... Uh, it's south of Lexington. Oh, you're you, going to Red, Red River Gorge. Yes, where you can kayak in a cave. I'm going to do that. Are you going to go see uh, KRZ? Yeah, of course. It's like okay. 10 minutes down the road. I okay. Oh, is it? I was going to say, way. is it yeah. that far? Yeah. Oh, I for sure planned it that way. 
<laughs> okay, let's make sure because I honestly I've never been to Karazi, I've never been to Red River Gorge, and I've wanted to do that really bad. So it's like the opposite end of the state, isn't it? For you, it's it's no, it's like, like a two opposite. Hours. Like you're higher up, and it's down like in the corner, right by South Carolina. Slate is right. No, it's no, it's not that far no? over. It's more like towards center ish. It's uh, it's part of Daniel Boone National Forest and stuff, or it's right there by it. Yeah, and I but, think that's uh, literally like halfway for me because that's I think a six or seven hour drive for me. Yeah, so you'll probably go, you'll probably shoot over to uh, six I sixty five and come down that way. I think I sixty five, I seventy five, one of those two. But uh, yeah, because I've, I've been trying to make it with all this shitty work schedule this year. I wanted to go to. Had one day to go to the gorge and KRZ, but tell me how it is. Of course. No, Cox, he's gonna keep you in the dark and be like, "Yeah, I went." I'm not gonna tell you how it was though. <laughs> Here's That's one picture a, of a door. There was a river. It was red, and then this place had a bunch of snakes. Picture of a rock. They, you gotta take a picture of the crawdads for Lopeman down there. Oh, that's true. Ass- Apparently, they have, they have huge ass crazy. Crawdaddy. Dr. Crawdaddy. Dr. Crawdaddy needs to see out of them big old bun. Crawdaddy himself. On our, on our anniversary trip, dear, we've been requested to take pictures of big crawdads. And also, people <laughs> want to know about KRZ. I don't remember. Okay. That yeah, KRZ was in the trip. You just didn't know. <laughs> you <laughs> talked about <laughs> it. <laughs> I planned the trip. I, she if did you're going to Kentucky and you're that close, you might as well yeah. go. Yeah, like, if yeah. you're in the same town, you eight have eight miles to go away. We kind of, if we don't go, not even eight you're miles in the same state on an anniversary trip. I predict the kayaking and zip lining being very tiring. It's technically my anniversary too. <laughs> Just sleep in the car. Take notes. Write that down. We're Write that down. Just it. <laughs> <laughs> Take a pillow and sleep in the car while Bill roams KRZ. Problem solved. No, because if you're doing the women's herpers thing, Kristen and they have a bunch of, there's always different interns and stuff there. They're huge on women in herpeticulture. What? Look, even more reason. Yeah. He's talking about you, Cox. When you go, make sure you go on the women's day or whatever you're just talking about. I mean, I tried once, and then they said, get out of here, you weird fuck. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> get out of here, homeless Santa. Why is your beard no so big, lady? I just walked out, so I just stood by the gate and just asked for change the whole time. <laughs> Pennies for the poor. There's a reason why they called me homeless Santa. I don't know who calls you homeless Santa. We don't call you homeless Santa. <laughs> it's such you, it's the people in the streets. Oh. We'd be out here in the, the people of the tent city. Tent city, baby. All right. Well, Cox, where can people find you? Uh, if you're really just so inclined to follow me, you can follow me on Specialized Fauna on Facebook. My Instagram is Special F. I love life. There you go. All right, Bill. <laughs> Mic drop. It actually kind of sounded like it there for a second. It was just his high-pitched girlish cackle. Was that a woosah? Is that what just happened? Did you mute and woosah? 
<laughs> I saw the little namaste. I saw that. Uh, you can find me at Cole Black Exotics. You can find me at Lizard Brain Radio. You yeah. can for sure. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, all of them. Uh, Lizard Brain Radio goes on the Coldback Exotics YouTube channel and uh, Lizard Brain uh, Facebook page. I have been doing it on Twitch as well. It lets uh, when you do it through Streamyard, it lets you pick which ones you want to run live on. And I have had a couple of people yeah. like Twitch at the end. Twitch will tell you your kind of like audience metrics or whatever. Uh, and I have had folks that are coming through mm -hmm. on Twitch, so I, I use Twitch. Um, but I do have an option to run it on Twitter instead of Twitch, and so I haven't really. Oh, I didn't know that. Decided, yeah, they're like um, hmm. the Periscope thing. Remember the Periscope app? So Periscope. if you, if you, yeah, yeah, right. If you click on that one, it will run it through your Twitter. I don't fully understand how that one works, but um, so yeah, you can you can catch the show there. Um, for now, I just kept on Twitch because I haven't really had a ton of folks ask me about the Twitter one. So, yeah. And we just, Teresa and I both just had you did a year of Mastics episode. I did a year of Mastics episode. Michael, <laughs> Michael Rodriguez, man. Desert Gem IG. Michael Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to go back. Like the year Mastics guy. I think I've actually. There's yeah, there's him, and then there was the guy on Instagram that's Arids only. Yep, I've been wanting to hit them up about maybe an article or something for the mag. So. Yep, he's on your network. You even know? Oh out. my god, that was before. That's true. That is true. Cut me some damn slack. I thought you at least studied his back catalog before you added him. <laughs> Jesus. No, it was totally on the fly. Just made it up. Yeah, we just did it. That's how we do. No, thn. Teresa and I just uh, did the last episode together, and we talked to Scott and Ty Iper. Uh, it was super cool. Skyper. And we honestly didn't talk about a ton of the stuff that we thought we were going to, uh, which Scott brought up at the end. We talked for a long time. And yeah, it was like a two and a half hour episode, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really long. And and of course, with the time changes stuff, we kind of wanted to give them you know, I wanted to talk as long as they wanted to talk because it's pretty difficult to for folks to get them on here in the states. But um, yeah, I thought because they they have a book coming out specifically about lizards, mm -hmm. and they have they have several books, and uh, I thought that was going to be like the crux of our conversation because he sent me the pictures and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm super excited," and then we just went off the rails, and it was a bunch of tangents, all still reptile, but it's pretty cool. So. I love it when Scott's like, send me the link when we start talking about like venomous and stuff for like free handlers or whatever's current, like current news. Oh yeah. So they're send awesome. Me the link and he just hops on. We're like, let him go. Yep. Set him free. And it's so man, but that's actually works perfect for what we were talking about. Like we were talking about the community thing. And I, and I said that to him we're here in the episode. I was like, it's kind of weird. Like I feel like they're a big deal mm -hmm. and they, they don't, they don't act like that at all. Um, but I, I told him, I was like, yeah, man, cause he called me through Facebook messenger. That's like the yeah. easiest way for him to do it being overseas. And I was like, yo, I thought you were, I thought you made a mistake when you clicked the button. <laughs> like, I didn't know if I should answer. Like it, it was weird, but like, though, that's how you do that. Like, I think that guy's a big deal. 
And because mm-hmm. he doesn't act like he's a big deal, you you can just talk to them. I'll get, a, him, I'll get a random say, call from him at like two in the afternoon or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh God, Scott's name pops <laughs> up. I'm like, what's going on? What yeah. have I done? But I mean, that's, you know, that's how you build those. Like I, Mark O'Shea, when his book came out and I messaged him, I was like, hey man, I'd love to get a copy, you know, and he said, you're going to sign it for folks. That'd be super cool. I'll PayPal you. Same way. He was like, yeah, man, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and like messaged me a little bit. I mean, that's, that's how you make get him on too. He was just on Paul McIntyre's show not that long ago. I really know, good. I know. I always, I, I've always wanted to have him on, but never did because I always assumed he was just super busy. You know? Well, like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he is. Um, man, those no are the kind of people like us. I feel like I would have to study to talk to him. <laughs> every, every time I see him post, I'm like, ah, those are a lot of seriously technical terms, and you seem like a really smart dude. Yeah. But then, I mean, half of my conversation with Scott was Ty trying to get him not to cuss. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the charm. That's what? all right. A- Apple didn't freak out, so I'm good. Well, there you go. This is the uh, don't get want to get zucked. Uh huh. The zuckening. Uh, so this was episode 82. Please follow Puget Sound Pythons on Facebook and Instagram and hunt them down on YouTube as well. Check out some of the videos they posted so far. They haven't posted any lately, but they are very good videos. And we will catch everybody Tuesday. I believe we have Cody Bartolini lined up again to talk about some of the RPI stuff coming up. Awesome. We are going to be limiting the time on this episode. I, told Pia, I was like, I told P, I was like, we'll do it again. I'm going to have Cody on again, but I was like, there's got to be a, a like two two and a half hours tops. You got the last time you had him on, it was four hours. You got it. No, like, you you cannot eat dinner. You just have to have Cody on at six o'clock, and that's it. Your night is shot. I was like, <laughs> like two two and a half hours, and like that's it. Like we gotta we gotta. Because last time it was like he would just start he would start talking about stuff and I always I wanted to like jump in and be like Cody we gotta we gotta finish up man but it was like the jump rope going like a million miles an hour and you have to somehow jump into it without getting hit by it and like it was just I don't know I love talking to Cody Cody's rants are hilarious they're great to listen to but I was like we just we gotta there gotta has to be some sort of guidelines like something oh, god he rambles like an old man i love it so much whenever yeah, i fell asleep whenever he was on joe's and i fell asleep yeah. in the podcast it's like and, woke 2 up and it was still going i was like i'm like oh man this is done and i opened my phone up and it's cody still and you god damn it you won't god believe <laughs> yeah old man bartolini oh but i'll talk to you guys later <laughs> yeah everybody have a good night see ya thank you both later later